Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Cooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we going right, to talk about this evening? Well, could you scroll up, please? I could. Okay, thank you. <laughs> On Sundays, we start with a prayer for all the atheists out there. Uh, Thursday was Ascension Day. We'll tell you what that means. Again, for all the atheists out there. Then the ups and downs for the week. Yesterday was Armed Forces Day. We'll review. Followed by Brian's favorite segment, the dumbass segment. And do you know what being a juror means? We will tell you if we get to it. If not, we definitely have to do it next show. My favorite segment is the Constitution. You love the dumbass segment. I like the constitutional thing better. Ah. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, we've got to bring that back. Yes, and if you hear Rooster Cogburn, he is not a recording. He is live. <laughs> yep, sorry, I can't turn his volume down either. <laughs> no, we have no volume control on that rooster. Man, is he loud. <laughs> He's a big rooster boy. Oh, All right, it's Sunday, so it's time for prayer. This is from worldprayers.org. Dear God... Let us see one another through eyes enlightened by understanding and compassion. Release us from judgment so we can receive the stories of our sisters and brothers with respect and attention. Open our hearts to the cries of a suffering world and the healing melodies of peace and justice for all creation. Empower us to be instruments of justice everywhere. Amen. Well, first of all, I I would pray for judgment, not from judgment. Good judgment leads to good character. Doesn't surprise me. It was from a place called World Prayers. Brian, before we continue, do you want to tell uh, the folks about uh, iHeart, or do you want to wait till later in the? Well, you just told them about it now. 
No. Instead of using those words, you should just use the words. If you're listening to us on iHeart, and many of you are, uh, and you see two shows in the scheduled day when we have a radio show, the first one will be the one that's all messed up. <laughs> Something went wrong, messed up the show. Uh, and so I upload a corrected one. But I have no way to delete the other one off of iHeart. So if you, te- if you see two, it's always the newest one. That's I bet I replaced it. So don't waste your bandwidth on the first one because you'll you'll be missing a hunk of the show somewhere. <laughs> and I do feel bad for our live listeners, but the internet is not completely stable. The stuff we do on the internet, it, you know, it's not stable stuff. Stuff happens. Especially us, because we have cellular, so so much more can go wrong. Including throttling. The history of Ascension Day. For those that didn't know, when was Ascension Day? Was it Thursday? Thursday. I thought it was Thursday. <clears throat> this is from sharefaith.com. According to the accounts in the Gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles, Jesus appeared to many of his disciples during the 40 days following his resurrection. On the 40th day, he came again to the apostles and led them out to the Mount of Olives, where he instructed them to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now it's kind of interesting. 40 days. It's a recurring theme. It is. And you know what? I didn't remember that. And Brian and I were both... um baptized Catholics, but we're not uh, practicing anymore. Um, I didn't remember that he appeared to the disciples during these 40 days. Yes, it's when he appeared to Doubting Thomas. Okay. And then, much like me, um, the gift of faith was not given to him because he had to be shown. So he knew it wasn't faith. And that's where the notion of blind faith comes from. Uh, we have the book of Thomas. We do. I know. It's new. Well, fairly new. It's been on the internet. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so 40 days ago, I, th- I thought that was interesting. And I wasn't just baptized Catholic. I was confirmed Catholic. And then, yeah, me too. And then I was a Franciscan friar. So <laughs> that's, oh, that was a lot of Catholic to shove into the one lifetime at that point. Um. Wasn't also the Israelites in the desert for 40 years? Or was that Moses? I'm trying to think well, of another 40. Moses would be the leader of the Israelites that you were speaking of at that time. Moses led them out of Egypt. I know. Okay. And you know what? I, I don't I don't memorize the Bible, so I don't like remember exactly, but we can always look it up. That's what the internet's here for. Every time you have a question... I am afraid to access our internet. Well, you can access it when we're off the radio show and then inform the folks next show. Okay. I'm curious. It, it did seem to be a uh, something that 40 days was constantly happening. Jesus went to the desert and fasted for 40 days. Uh, he ascended on the 40th day. It's... It's got to be something there. Well, I'd have to go back to the original, which I don't know 
Ten Commandments and all that. That's Hebrew and uh, Aramaic. But, you know, they keep saying the first uh, Bibles were Aramaic. It didn't make any sense to me because they were Hebrews. Why would they make the first Bible in Aramaic? I mean, maybe the second one because they wanted the ones the Greeks could understand. And, that, and take, bringing it to the Gentiles, to the to the Greeks, that was Paul's idea. And making the tr- Holy Trinity, yeah, yeah, that was Paul too. Well, the simple notion is, and this is just history, the Greeks weren't open to monotheism, so he wanted to put monotheism into a polytheistic concept for the Greeks and that's that's kind of where we get the idols from too that we're not supposed to have and but no craven images and all that kind of stuff but you know the Catholic Church has its little story on that one I've debated it in the Catholic Church too and uh, they don't want truth they just want to make up their like there's a loophole I'm like I hate to break it to you God doesn't do loopholes (laughs) if you're wrong there's gonna be no well it could have meant because looking at it this way through the light of the prism yeah well try that with God see how see how far it gets you um and these silly atheists that keep thinking that just because they don't believe in God God doesn't believe in them well he does and he's never gonna stop and he's not gonna give up on you either So anyway, on the 40th day, he came again to the apostles, led them out to the Mount of Olives, where he instructed them to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Then as they were watching, he ascended to clouds. As they continued to watch, two angels appeared and declared to them that, just as he ascended, Jesus would return in glory. According to Augustine of Hippo, One of the early church fathers, the Feast of Ascension originated with the apostles John Chrysostom. Chrysostom must be, yeah, sounds right. Chrysostom, Chrysostom. And Gregory of Nyssa, contemporaries of Augustine, referred to it as being one of the oldest feasts practiced by the church, possibly going back as far as 68 A.D., There is no written evidence, however, of the church honoring Ascension Day until Augustine's time in the 14th century. As a eucumenical feast, uh, Ascension Day is one of the six holy days where attendance at Mass is mandatory. Sorry, ecumenical feasts, I mispronunciated. So, when the Mass is mandatory for Roman Catholics and Anglicans, how many Roman Catholics out there go to church every Ascension Day? It's mandatory. That means you don't get to choose to stay home. <clears throat> anyway, back to Hippo. That's an interesting name. There's no written efforts, however, of the church honoring it. As an ecumenical feast, Ascension Day is one of the six holy days where attendance is mandatory. The event is generally a one-day public commemoration, although the church, in keeping with its earlier traditions regarding festivals, suffers, uh, oh, sorry, offers, every time I think of the Catholic Church, I think of suffering, 
Offers well, devotions for seven days. Catholics are suffering right now all across the world because of ISIS and Christians. Actually, the, the Roman Catholics aren't over there. Um, but there are different branches of that broke off from the Catholic Church because that was the first church. So I don't believe the Roman Catholics have a big presence over there. I think, uh, I'm trying to think who would... Uh, Russian Orthodox, uh, see, not, there's not many now, now Russian Orthodox not even over there. I think the only Coptic Christians, two, two or three different brands of Muzzies, and that strange, the, the Azidis, which has this, is, 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 a, is a really different kind of Christian sect, as I've never heard of them before. Uh, Zoroastrians I know about, but no, not the Yazidis. So, all right, um, and I'm sure the Kurds have their own religion. I I don't know. I don't think Kurds are Muslim. Are Kurds Muslim? I don't know. They don't like Kurds, so I didn't think they were Muslim. Um, I should really look that up. I think we did once once upon a time. Oh, we did I, look it up. I know I looked it up. I just don't remember. Well, I'll do that one. Okay. The night before the feast, priests and deacons attend a vigil of prayers and scripture readings. On the day of the feast, Mass is attended, and the Paschal candle, which was lit on Easter Sunday, is extinguished. Liturgies proclaiming the finished work of salvation and the ascension of the glorified Christ into the finished work of, sorry, into heaven are recited. Followed later by evening prayers. At the end of the seven-day devotion, two additional days are kept by the priests, making a total of nine days, which is a novena. The novena allows for the preparation of Pentecost, which takes place the next day. Churches around the world observe many Ascension Day traditions, such as the blessing of the fruits in which grapes and beans are blessed. Some churches depict the ascension of Christ by raising a statue of Jesus above the altar and lifting it through a special door in the roof. Wow, that's a little elaborate. I've never been to a Catholic church that did that. I guess, well, probably because I didn't. Uh, special door in the roof. Other churches have outdoor processions with torches and banners. In an old Ascension Day tradition from England, parishioners carried a banner bearing the symbol of a lion at the head of the procession, and a second banner bearing the symbol of a dragon at the rear. This represented the victory of Christ over the devil. For many Christians, Ascension Day's meeting provides a sense of hope that the glorious and triumphant return of Christ is near. It is a reminder of the kingdom of God within their hearts and of the ever-present Spirit of God watching over and protecting them as they spread the light of Jesus, truth throughout the world. And that is Ascension Day. Why, well, I know. More information than you wanted, huh? <laughs> Come on, it's a little interesting. They're, they're so wrapped up in the traditions and the ceremonies that but we've gotten away from. It's, it's kind of neat to watch every once in a while. But then again... I'd probably like the Greek Orthodox better, the Russian Orthodox better. 
Why should I watch? Why should I like them better, Susan? What? I'm reading about the, the Orthodoxy churches. Why would I prefer them over the Roman Catholic? Because they're church? more traditional. Right. They, they broke. They, they broke away because the Catholic Church changed. Did they, oh, don't they do still masses in Latin? Yes. Well, I assume Russians do it in Russian, but maybe they do it in Latin. I don't know. Many Kurds belong to Sufi brotherhoods. Ah, uh, Sufis. Yes, that's a uh, that's a spiritual Muslim warrior. There are about one million Kurdish Alawis. A L A W I S, a secretive faith based on and distinct from Islam in I, Turkey. I don't know where you're reading this. Right there. Allow us. And 40 to 70,000 Yazidis, mostly in Armenia and Azerbaijan. I don't even know what that is. Azerbaijan. Uh, Yazidism is a small religion that combines aspects of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. A very, very few Kurds are Christian. Now, the interesting thing they did right there. Uh, Islam is a mix of 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 Christianity and Judaism. He stole heavily from the Torah, so the Jewish is all built into it. It's all you know, even down to the food. It's a kosher. It's halal. It's just a different word for the same thing. They can't eat pigs either. Same thing. All this stuff was in the Torah. He didn't make it up. He copied it. He did. He was a plagiarist. His stuff is all the is all the stuff later. The evil stuff. That's what he was responsible for. Uh, obviously, he put the whole thing together. Actually, he didn't. His followers did it for him. He would often just rant at them, and they would take notes. Sounds like something I would do. Um, but see, I don't know. I, yeah, so that's interesting. So you need well, that's really not saying much. You, you just added. Uh, Islam to Christian Judaism, and that if you take away all the bad stuff in Islam, they'll be Jewish. I'm telling you, if you just take out all the all the stuff telling them to kill the Jews and the infidels and etc., uh, you'd have you'd have uh, you'd be Jewish. I mean, I'd like, well, they should have a referendum. I keep hearing it. A referendum. That's what killed the Catholic Church. It refined too many times for me. Truth can't change where it was never truth. And if it wasn't truth before, why should we believe you now? That's how it works. That's why I like the Orthodox Church. They broke and stuck to it. The original. They, they weren't going to go on a popularity contest. I'll tell you, our Greek Orthodox Church here, which one of the girls I used to work with in home health, one of the nurses belonged to, chosen anymore because it's too far away and bev my friend belongs to is absolutely gorgeous it is such a pretty little church and it's small too it's the, not this big elaborate most churches used to be small yeah this one's small and it is really pretty that's what's wrong with most catholic churches they're too big well and they <laughs> don't have statues they have pictures stained glass pictures uh, of people like uh saints and the apostles yeah but they don't play like. to them no, and they don't have like statues that they worship. They none of that. It's okay to have pictures if you're not going to worship the picture. You'll have to have pictures of people, but you're not allowed to have any craven images of God, which is still an issue. What, what do you think the statue of Jesus? They haul up through the roof and whatever kind of church that is. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. That's a craven image. You can't have that. 
uh, and and many crucifixes. They don't just have the cross; they have the crucifix. It's a craven image. I, I'm a stickler for the rule of law, whether it comes to the United States Constitution or religion. If you change religion to accommodate people, then you're lying to them and you're just stealing their money. You're nothing but a huckster. Otherwise, what you, you're telling me what you said before was wrong. So why should what you say now be right? It's like expecting a Muslim to tell you the truth. You can't ever expect it. Because even if they're doing it, you can't believe it. All right. Um, look, just judge a tree by its fruits. You don't have to be a really deep thinker out there, ladies and gentlemen, to see that Islam's fruit is rotten. Wherever it's gone, progress ended. Everywhere Islam goes, progress ends. Once they take over, you only need one book, the Quran, they burn the rest. Oh, no pictures either. Yeah, burn those too. Uh, they have no fun. <laughs> they leave you with no fun. They, as usual, the higher-ups do whatever they want, just like Muhammad did. Uh, you know, pedophile, marry a six-year-old girl, whatever. They make up a reason why he was allowed to do it uh, and his followers. So, you know, that's what the Taliban and those people do and the people in Iran that sit up there and act all high mighty about how holy they are when you know, breaking all the tenets of their religion because, well, but they're allowed. They're exempted. They're special. They're above it. Uh, yeah, that's a great, great religion. I, like I said, uh, NASA was sent out to tell the world all the wonderful accomplishments the Muslims have given to the world throughout the centuries. Do you know, I haven't heard the, I haven't heard them come out once. You know, when Brian Sussman was in for Michael Savage, which, and we've had Brian Sussman on this show, he's a really good talk show host, he actually brought that up. He actually said, because they were talking about the Pamela Geller thing, and he was the only one besides you that brings that up. He was like, what happened to NASA? And there was a, a caller that said, said, yeah, I want to know too. Where's the great accomplishment? I, I, I've never heard that anywhere else but here. I've gotten this argument before, and this is the way they, they're always going to try and beat you, so be prepared for it. They'll come back with, like, well, uh, this country uh, discovered um, uh, jewelry, making jewelry, or whatever, some some math, math or whatever. They, they have stuff that, yes, those countries have contributed because, by the way, they were the only people around. So they were the ones building the civilization, right? Right. So that's after Islam comes. Not the Middle East as a region. I said Islam. And NASA was sent out to tell the world what Islam did. But Islam is the opposite of the message he wants to send because everywhere it went, it destroys knowledge, it destroys art, it destroys other people's temples and build their own temples upon them. These are evil, horrible people, and they believe we should all live like those people uh, in uh, Afghanistan when we first got there and I, with no sewage, no electricity, no modern conveniences, no books except the Quran. And by the way, you won't get bored because you got to pray five times a day. No, I'm just, it's coming your way. I mean, it, there's it, there's so many things happening inside this country between the Muslims and the commies and uh, the illegal aliens. And, ugh. 
We should not be putting up with this. I, I say it again. We should have impeached him his first term, and all of this wouldn't have happened. Even if you didn't remove him, it wouldn't have happened, because it would have put him in his place publicly. Yeah, take that, Connell, boner, beaner, idiots. Time for the ups and downs for the week, and I think they—I think by now everyone can see the truth about Boehner and Old McDonald. There, that uh, they're progs. They're working with the president. They're not working against them. They—they just—they got seven years before they are for election again. Now, see if they were still—if they were still controlled by the states, the states could recall them. They could—they could fire them, replace them. Recall them. They work for the state. Now they don't. And they don't work for you. Just because you're voting for them. They're not working for you. Haven't you figured that out? Overwhelming majority of you out there do not want what's been happening during the two terms of this Caesar. That's why they tried to take all the power away from him. By taking the houses away. But little did they know that the leadership wasn't going to do anything it said it was going to do, never had any intention to do it at all. They're not going to. They're not going to seal the border. Uh, They're not going to not give amnesty. They're not going to not give him a a, a raise in the debt ceiling. They are not going to hold hard and tough on a budget. They are all bread and circus. They want us transformed. All of them do. Except for a handful of them you just sent up there. But they don't know the game yet. They're not playing the game, and that's good. But, you know, they haven't been there that long yet. Like you said, a lot of the problem is these guys are around 35 years. That, that, that's creating a lifestyle. That's, uh, we're not supposed to have lifelong politicians. And now they're passing love letters like they're in high school. Yeah, that's extra special. Sending love letters to the, the Republican leadership. Oh, well, I guess, you know, the curtain's coming down. I guess they don't care at this point because it's his last term. And nothing's going to slow him down because nobody's going to stop him. When you hear hear things like my fellow conservatives out there say, we got to play politics as usual, you're out of your mind. This isn't Republican, Democrat politics because there is no damn difference. No matter which one you put in there, they're working for your serfdom. Both parties. That's just the way it is. It's a fact. It's been happening for a very long time. What do you think? It stopped when Tommy the Commie went away? No. What happened? FDR. <laughs> well, he stuck around too long, didn't he? Uh, yeah, and he was a nightmare. And then we, what about Johnson? Wasn't he special? Well, let's put it this way. I, I know I don't beat up too much on, on too many Republican presidents just because uh, there haven't been all that many in the 20th century. But uh, most of them, it's Tommy the Commie, FDR. Uh, here's a Republican. I hated the guy that came before FDR, Hoover. He was an idiot. He, t- he undid everything that Harding and Coolidge did that created the Roaring Twenties. And, totally, and with the help of the newly established... Federal Reserve Bank, which, yes, came before, it came around Tommy the Commies, around 10, 13, 10, 15, something like that. 
So it said it said it was created to stop the Great Depression from ever happening again. Well, that how come they were around before the Great Depression? Because they contributed, if not out and out, caused the Depression. And then FDR stretched it out forever. We would have never got out of that hole if we if if we didn't have to go to war. It was over. This guy was going to run us into the ground. He was going to until he died in office. <laughs> he wasn't building America up. He was tearing it down. So it's you can see how long it's been happening. And we're even talking about you know the Fabian uh, socialists from Europe came over here and taught the socialists here how to do it. Slow and steady wins the race. Otherwise, you know, turn the heat up too fast, the frog realizes it's it's being cooked and it jumps out of the pot. So you got to raise it slowly until they get to a point like they are now and now they're just pounding so they, us they moved a little too soon though they got right don't they i think they moved a little too soon because they shouldn't have showed their hand this early brian you just said about how many immigrants are going into uh idaho right across the border from us and nobody's doing anything about it nobody cares oh no you told me what they're doing they're accommodating them i'm gonna have to spend money on more ammunition if i'm gonna have to kill all these people i know Anyway, you're not going to get to go to the ups and downs. You were supposed to do that a little while ago. I was stuck in a down mode there. I just... <laughs> All right. You want to go to a commercial break? So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. Down by our founding fathers, the principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45 non-tobacco user could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Support the Uncooperative Radio Show and earn extra money at the same time. All for only $5 one time. Unleash an unstoppable flood of $5 payments paid instantly to you directly to your account. Visit this website for all the details, www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash U-R. And that's all small letters, guys. www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash U-R. 
The Auto Cash Robot just launched worldwide. Receive multiple $5 payments over and over and over again, paid instantly and directly to you. www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash you are. And again, make sure all lowercase letters in that website address. TheGenesisTeam.com forward slash you are. Go there now. You'll be glad you did. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. The Uncooperative Radio Show. You gonna get to the ups and downs? I'm gonna try, but I I don't know who's listening. If you're out there listening, you should jump in the chat room and let us know when when you don't hear us anymore. Uh, I saw some red stuff over there on the switchboard. So if you're listening live, try out the chat room. It actually works. <laughs> Just tell us you're dropping out, you're breaking up. I don't know anything else. You're echoing. But the ups and downs for the week are down this situation with my internet. From Reuters, food distributor Cisco Corp said on Friday that a record U.S. outbreak of avian flu would limit its supply of eggs and chickens that lay them for 9 to 18 months based on information provided to the company by its suppliers. Cisco is the biggest U.S. food distributor whose clients include restaurants, hotels, hospitals, the company is uh, discussing options with its customers, including creating alternative menu items during the period. A Cisco spokesperson said in an email, well, if you live in Butte, you could buy some eggs for me. They don't travel well. <laughs> it is too soon to tell whether the supply squeeze will have a material impact on financial results. Of course it will. The price of eggs is going to go up. Well, anything that is made with eggs. As that well. too, baked goods, sure. Eggs represent a small portion of the company's dairy product segment, which accounted for 11% of the revenue in 2014. I just mean it's not a big deal for the company, but not you. You it's going to stink for. I don't know what eggs are back in the East don't... Coast. They're a lot cheaper because you're on the coast. Uh, but out here, they're paying $3 a, a dozen for regular eggs. Uh, not my eggs. I mean, that's all I'm charging too, but I might have to go up this year. Well, I have to look at the cost of two dollars and fifty eight cents. The last time I looked, for regular, oh, for regular eggs. Dozen? for a dozen, yeah, large okay. eight, large eggs. 
But that's yeah. But then what's that other one? With the brown eggs. Not, they have the farm first brown eggs. They have the egg egg stuff. Egglands. Egglands best. I haven't looked at those. I just looked at the Egglands best for three dollars last year. Yeah, I'd have to look. But You're supposed like to, to keep track of the egg prices, my dear. <laughs> I want to know how come all of a sudden this happened in the United States. I'm sorry. I'm, we're going to oh, see more diseases this, coming out we, from these pieces of crap no, brown people. No, it ain't people. because of the piece of crap brown people. It's not, it's not it at all. This is not, this is not transplanted from humans to birds. I understand It can that. happen the other way, which is a problem. And then you have a real serious problem. If this was to spread and, and break over to humans, we would have a pandemic. Um but that hasn't happened in a long time. That's both the good and bad news because you know how things are cyclical, right? <laughs> wow, I haven't I haven't got bit in the backside in a long time. It's about ready to happen again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, but uh, no, I, I actually think they're like much like the mosquito with West Nile virus. West Nile virus. Somebody's doing this. I we, know. That's we what had I'm a saying. guy on and wrote a whole paper about it. Remember about uh, eco terrorism and how? Right. And we're not talking about you know. Viral Nazis blowing up SUVs. Uh, we're talking about people using the world around you to attack you and attack you in many different ways. As he was pointing out, they can introduce species. They can they could introduce avian bird flu to chickens. They can introduce all kinds of stuff. But they could do all of it. That's the point. And they want to do all well, of it. And I'm thinking about the Somalis that are coming in here, the, the fuzzy Somalis Muzzies. have been here for so long, it pisses me off. They should have been kicked out right after they said, we're not taking anybody with dogs in my taxi cab. Uh, you're fired. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I'm saying, that it's not, it might not be transmitted no, from the human, but these, but these humans that have no um, loyalty to us, could do this for a terrorist. Yeah, they're, they're not only of the species human. I don't consider them human at all. Real fuzzy muzzies from the Middle East. I, I, I consider them nothing but barbaric animals that you would, your religion teaches you to just kill everybody that's different from you. Everybody. Oh, they don't, but they don't kill everybody at once. They have to be careful of not to overwhelm themselves and end up dead themselves. Um, but that's that's what they bring: death, destruction, and stagnation. That's it. What has Islam done for the world? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing good. Do you, do you know they had the nerve to try and say that they had effect on our founding? That Muslims were woven into our fabric, I was like, I was pissed off just one second till I realized he was telling a half truth again. Uh, of course, they're woven into our fabric. Thomas Jefferson went to war with the fuzzy muzzies called Barbary pirates. They were Muslims, and that was a Muslim nation. And you might remember the Marine song, "Trip Ends in Tripoli," right? From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, Tripoli, Yemen. Middle East, North Africa. There you have it. And the channel that they were being pirates on, that they're doing it again. Now, this would be the third time that I know of, because we went to war with them twice. After the second time, I, I, they left us alone because we kept kicking their their butts and taking stuff from them. So they didn't like that. So let's see what this is going to have here.
It is too soon to tell whether the supply will squeeze. The U.S. poultry and egg industry is grappling with the country's biggest outbreak on record of avian influenza, which has proven highly infectious and deadly for poultry. Governors in Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa have declared a state of emergency, and the outbreak has shown few signs of waning. Earlier this week, Cargill Inc. said it has implemented increased biosecurity measures at its facilities, receiving liquid egg tankers and shell eggs from impacted states, and that it is working with egg suppliers to ensure they are employing measures to prevent spread of the flu. Meanwhile, on Thursday, Post Holdings Incorporated, calling the flu a force majeure event, said it now estimates that 25% of its egg supply has been affected. Cisco is a major customer for Post's Michael Foods business, which sells egg products, according to filings. Stifle Nicolais, analyst Christopher Crow, I'm growl, 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 expects Post's previous estimate of a $20 million financial impact in 2015 to at least double, according to a researcher's note. Crow said that Post's contracts require the company to go to the open market and to third parties to replace the lost supply at high prices. And I don't know. The bad news is you'll find out when you go to the store. I don't know. When, Sue's not going for a while. Nope, not going for a while. All right, and up. From World Net Daily. The science is clear these days. An unborn child is just that, an unborn child. Not tissue, as the abortion industry has insisted. Okay. When I read that first sentence, I remember the uh, the story that we did about her saying that woman and everyone's behind her because she wanted to go against the state's law from abortions. And she called, that was the first time. I know you could. That was the first time I ever heard them call this tissue. This is brand new. This is a new thing. Their new terminology. What are you going to do? They're always going to, they always change the labels and the terminology. Yes, they do. And, and yes, they their do. talking points. And it's just a constant refinement until they can pull the wool over your eyes. It just, to me, calling it that is really disgusting. Well, it is tissue and bone. So they're incorrect. <laughs> Look, I, I don't have, I, I understand the religious argument for it, but uh, just from a pure Scientific. secular side of it. I don't have problems with the day after pill because I'm sorry, it, having one cell divided to two cells is not exciting. Or in this case, four cells. Uh, it's just four cells. I, I think we could be okay with that. But I, don't, I can't believe that the cell itself has the soul. It doesn't make sense. So I don't, I don't think so. Yes, but after that. <laughs> well, you know, after no, of course not. But I mean, I know that doesn't go far enough for my religious friends out there. But I'm just telling my personal opinion on it. Now, it's a state issue. I don't care what you decide in your state. I'll care what what happens in Montana. That that's all. And I have my own opinion. And uh, 
I would rather I would rather the morning after pill than them waiting uh, six eight weeks and then go getting it. See, no one ever takes that into account. But by being being absolutist, you're you're forcing abortions. It's I know I I know it's a no win for you because four cells to you, you it, it doesn't matter. You believe those four cells are imbued with the spirit. I don't. Just like I don't believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I don't. I believe in the God of Abraham. A God I know. The only God I know, because there's only one God. These fallen angels have got to stop making religions, though. <laughs> well, who do you think created Islam? Lucifer. It was directly, directly, if you think about it, to combat God's love of the Jews. Take their religion and bastardize it and use it against them. That's what he did. Um, okay. So the tissue people. Uh, not made by Kleenex. And when it comes to protecting that life, there's a younger generation that understands what is at stake and is willing to act. Two recent examples are the successful efforts of students in the face of strong opposition to establish formal recognized pro-life clubs at Davies High School in Fargo North High School in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, and by the way, my state of this has nothing to do with me fighting. I won't, I'm going to, if you get a ban against it, you get a ban against it. I don't care. I'll, you know, if you can win that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, if we can't get it, maybe the morning after pill is a livable compromise for most people. I, I happen to know many, it's not, especially Baptists. Um, and I understand you're entitled to your religious opinions. Students Bridget O'Keefe at Fargo North and Katie McPherson at Davies High needed the help of lawyers at the Thomas More Society when their initial applications were rejected by school officials. Going public with pro-life beliefs is not easy, but while we have seen a trend of high school administrations not recognizing the legal right of pro-life students to have their clubs, we have also seen a trend of really Young pro-lifers not afraid to speak out on behalf of those hurt by abortion. Preborn babies and their mothers, Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life, wrote in a recent commentary. See, now I'm trying, I'm starting to think that maybe there is some hope for our country because... The libertarian <laughs> influence among the young is a positive influence. Um, and we're spoken now about the millennials who have a lot of challenges, that were not their fault. It was our fault. As a generation before, we were not supposed to throw you into the wolf's den when you're in kindergarten. But we do. And we did. And now we complain about what came out the other end. Well, yeah, we're going to complain. But you can't, it's not their fault. It just drives you crazy because they don't listen. Uh, but they weren't taught to listen to us. They were taught to ignore us because we're idiots. And they know better. They were learning the truth from the brainiacs in charge, and we let them believe that those university professors are like gods. Actually, it turns out they're they're like fallen angels. World Ed Daily has reported for years the ongoing struggle for pro-life student clubs to be treated as other clubs in public schools. 
The same battle is taking place in colleges and universities. And as usual, the left, what uh, the left, while saying they're liberals, they're for free speech, they're for freedoms and civil. No, they're not. They're not for any of that. They are nowhere near for any type of freedom. That's what they. That's what they claim. You got to be kidding. This, this is freedom of speech. You you can have an abortion group, but not a pro life group. That's uh, that. That's just twisted. I can't, it's twisted. It's just like really twisted. I I cannot believe that it, these people have become some soulless, bureaucratic zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so you smack them upside the head, will you? Oh, wait, then you'll go to jail because they, they send the kids to jail now. Send your kids to public school. They might end up with a record before they ever get out. So think of that too. Uh, besides the fact that I charge you a child abuse. Oh, and on, I'm that, not in charge. on that vein, uh, I think every show we're going to push this book. We had um, Alex Newman on last show, and he's co-author of Crimes of the Educators, How Utopians Are Using Government Schools to Destroy Americans' Children, with Samuel Bloomfield, by Samuel Bloomfield and Alex Newman. Go to Amazon.com. The book's only sixteen ninety. That really nice book is only 16 bucks. That's what a nice hardcover should cost about. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not too expensive. It's a hardcover right now, of course. Uh, also, I, I haven't read the whole book yet. I'm, I'm going to try to get around to it. Uh, what I have read is just awesome. I and mean, this... it is full of excellent information. And just so you know, if you don't like my assessment of calling it a uh, child, abuse? child abuse, then you probably won't like the book because he actually said the same thing. It's yep. child abuse. Yep. Sending your children to public school amounts to child abuse. Also, this isn't just for anyone who has kids. This is for every American in the United States because the children are our future. You need ammo to talk to the people who have the kids. Well, there's that too, and the fact that every one of you are paying for it. You just think you just think you're getting over on the on the landowners, as rich landowners. You, I was lived in an apartment my whole life. Uh, we're getting over no uh this this, this what? I, I'm, I'm just stalling out on this and I, i'm just it, it, i'm at a loss of words at how horrible things have gotten i, I don't cover your mouth these poor kids <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm not using it <laughs> I mean, they didn't have a chance at all. And and now we keep them there in gun-free zones because we hate them that much. We must really hate children in this country because just throw them in with a bunch of progressives that are screwing their minds up, raping their brains, at the same time leaving them there completely defenseless without anybody to take care of them when a bad guy comes, which sooner or later happens. It, I, every I, every time I see a sign, I laugh. I go, "Why would anybody advertise?" I put if you got to put a sign up, say, "Everybody in this place is armed to the teeth. Enter at your own risk." <laughs> I I bet you the robber will go down the street to the guy that doesn't have a sign. Want to bet? Try it. Put a gun welcoming signs up and see see what happens. Well, you're going to get hate from people, but I'm saying. Uh, Armed people won't come in and kill everybody. I'm sorry. Isn't it advertising? 
It's like advertising stupidity. This is a gun-free zone. Why? <coughs> it's a little doctor's office attached to the Veterans Administration. You can't go in with a gun. Unbelievable. I just I make a comment every time I see it. All right, so anyway. <laughs> These brave young pro-lifers are the face of the pro-life movement, she said. So often the flames of passion for the defense of the pre-born are lit during high school, and we are so proud of these pro-life students who have gone public with their stories of discrimination because they are setting a tremendous example to not only their peers in their own communities, but also to those all around the country who are facing similar situations. You know, and we just heard another, a prog, actually progs are writing books on progs now. It's amazing. Well, there's a movie. There's a movement right now in the schools, a liberty movement. I don't know if you know about it. No, it's it's an anti-big government movement, and they are having a lot of success with with young kids in colleges. They're doing this on the college campuses, and they have the they have the signs with little. Oh, you spaces. sent me that link. We're gonna do it on next, the next show. Yeah. 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 You sent me all about that. That was a good. That was a good thing. What is this? Big government sucks. Yeah. Uh, but um, but going back to progs, hey, that's about enough Pogs. for me. I, if they just read that sentiment, I'm done. You're right. That's all you need to know. Big government sucks. Well, what they're when they're talking about discrimination because of their beliefs, um, I know what they're talking about. It was <clears throat> interesting though that Kirsten Powers just came out with a book saying how much the the left has hate speech. Because she's an old fashioned Democrat liberal, she still believes in nonsense, the social nonsense. They're just don't get me started. She just buys into that, and she's never not going to. You want to know why? Because you have you ha you have to go away from feeling like you're helping people to feeling like you're ignoring them. Because that you, you can't be you, you can't be running around. See, if she would just go help people herself instead of waiting for the government to do it, then she probably wouldn't be writing so much. She would be busy. Well, but I'm, but she is bringing out how hateful the left she really is. She doesn't like how they're behaving and if the Solinsky crowd and all, but she likes the results anyway. So, uh, yeah, she's only half worth listening to. But I'm glad that people are bringing out how how. How did she get to be from the young Democrats? Okay, she's young, and she's she's not a conservative. She has a big heart. She's a liberal, but then as you get older, your brain's supposed to take over. You're supposed to become conservative. I think she's past that acceptable point now where if you haven't, if you aren't a conservative by 40, well, <laughs> it's over for you. You're just, you're going to be a doofus for the rest of your life. Uh, it's not true, of course, but that's just what they say. Uh, we got to go to a hard break. Send Quabbit Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause We'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6, 
in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be liberal. Build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. That's the reason I'm running for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Yes, we can. Obamacare. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can, man. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now 
is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Alrighty then. We're back to the stories of discrimination. Because they are setting a tremendous example not to it, to not only their peers in their own communities, but also to those all around the country who are facing similar situations. I do understand that... You did read that before, you know. No, I didn't. Yes, you I did. I stopped right at discrimination. The approval from the Fargo schools came after the district was approached with a written demand from Thomas More Society lawyers, but the students had to be willing to stand up for their beliefs. We are glad that the first that the district and high school administrators in Fargo have recognized the First Amendment rights of all students, including pro-life students, said Jocelyn Ford of the Thomas More Society Associate Counsel. High schoolers do not lose their right to form clubs and speak their message just because they are pro-life. Rather, they should be encouraged to add their voices to the marketplace of ideas, as the pro-life students at Fargo North and Davies will now be able to do. O'Keefe submitted her club request in February, and at Davies, McPherson had been trying to start a Students for Life club since last September. Both were refused. The letter from the legal team explained that the district needed to recognize the pro-life clubs just as it would for any non-curricular club under the Federal Equal Access Act and the First Amendment. Both of these are not applicable. Uh, well, if we were back to the Constitution, just so you know, that federal government has no say in the matter. The First Amendment only applies to the government, not to schools. Yes, I know they're taking government money, but we won't be giving them government money when we take it back because we're going to the Constitution. And that means no federal dollars flow in the direction of the states or the people. I am happy and thankful that the school has approved our club, said O'Keefe, a sophomore at Fargo North High. We look forward to educating our fellow students on the beauty of life at all stages and offering assistance to those in need in our community. I am grateful to Fargo North for approving Spartans for Life, and we look forward to creating a thriving club at our school. Now, I usually just say on issues like this, 
Like most important things in life, whichever is the easiest answer is the wrong one. Sure, it's easier just to get an abortion than it is to carry a baby to full term and then give it up to uh, another family to take care of. But who said life's supposed to be convenient and easy? Again, the easy answer, easy answer is almost always the wrong one. When you're making life decisions, it's always the heart. It's always the way you don't want to go that's going to be the right one. So you know, you think it, it's convenient to have an abortion. It's it, it's a lot easier than what I just said. Nowadays, there's no stigma to understand. No stigmatism to it. She could finish her education, no problem. She, she was at work. She wouldn't lose her job. She'd be granted maternity leave. Same with school. I don't see. I don't see the argument. All the arguments on the other side have dried up. The pro-abortion crowd has nothing, nothing other than you should have a right to kill the baby if you want to. Uh, I know. That possession is nine points under the law. But still, life trumps. Always. You can fight the legal battle all you want, but legally, under the Constitution, the national government has no power over medical treatments, elective or otherwise. There's nothing in the Constitution that grabs the power over the medical community. Nothing. All right, it down. CNSnews.com. At a joint press conference in Beijing yesterday with People's Republic of China Foreign Minister Wang Yi, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said that the Obama administration intends to cooperate closely with the PRC, leading into a UN climate conference in Paris in December, and that the U.S. is, quote, ending any funding, unquote, of coal-fired power projects. President Caesar Brockus Obama's fiscal 2016 budget for proposal calls for increasing taxes on the coal industry by $4.25 billion dollars from 2016 to 2025, while providing quote-unquote refundable tax credits to quote-unquote renewable energy projects such as solar and wind power facilities. There are three key meetings that are all working on together to prepare for, in order to build success, said Gary. One is the security and economic dialogue that will take place in June in Washington. Two is the summit between President Z and President O to take place in September. And three is the global meeting that we are working on together regarding climate change in Paris in December. The United States and China are also cooperating more closely than ever to address climate change. One of the greatest threats facing our planet today, <laughs> end quote, said Kerry. Last fall, Lurch, last fall, our respective presidents came together to announce our country's greenhouse gas commitments, the reductions, and we continue to call on other nations around the world 
to set their own ambitious targets. And we agreed this morning that as we get closer to the UN Climate Conference in Paris later this year, the United States and China, the world's two largest greenhouse gas emitters, will elevate our cooperation and coordination so that we can reach the kind of goal agreement that we will need to ultimately address this threat. Okay, that's Lurch speak. i got to translate. We're going to give China so many goodies to jump on board with this that you it's going to be stupid. What else could come from Lurch? I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he is not the smartest guy in the room. Because of climate, he buys into climate change, first of all. He really probably does, because I think he's that stupid. Um, I really do. Um, anybody with a thinking brain knows that climate change, man-made climate change caused by carbon dioxide emissions is absolute, utter nonsense. I wish it wasn't. I wish I'd get a couple degrees warmer up here. It'll make my life easier. So what do you think of that? I say more global warming. Where's he got? We got the generator going. Turn on the wood-fired stove. I'm going to show you greenhouse gases. Hmm. Because of climate change in the United States, we are ending any funding, public money, that funds coal-fired power projects because of their impact on the climate. How can? Yep, it's only public. You can open up one we're using private money. I don't understand what they think they're accomplishing here. You can stop giving them tax credits. And you can get off their back. But that ain't going to happen. And we encourage China and other countries to do the same. Uh, did you hear what he said? And we encourage China. I thought China and them were kumbaya, locked hand in hand. They're going down the aisle, and they're going to beat this climate change monster. Yeah, well, not really. We're going to do stuff and destroy our economy, and we're going to encourage China to do the same. China's not going to do it. You're out of your mind. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall after their meeting, and he went back to his people in China. They probably were laughing so hard. It was. <laughs> I know, you met the two stupidest people on the planet, <laughs> both representatives of our government, <laughs> which is pretty pathetic. China could care less. But it's See what they want us to do. This. What kind of agreement is encouragement? I do X, you do Y. That's an agreement. Not, well, we encourage them to. Well, we So in other words, what they're going to do is they're going to destroy the United States economy once and for all. It's, it's planned on happening before the 2016 election. I'm throwing my uh, hat in the ring right now saying it. Uh, I think they think it's the last one. If it's even a real one, I mean, it won't happen. If it, I'm saying 2016, I don't think it's going to be a real election. They don't behave like it's going to be. Why can't the next president come in and just undo everything he does? Executive order? Just write another executive order? It's gone. That's simple. So what are we talking about here? What is he doing that can, how can it not be undone? They're saying he's doing it in a way that is trying to ensure that whoever comes in after him can't undo all that he accomplished. They mean destroying the United States of America. So 
how do they know that the next person isn't going to be Ted Cruz? And he's going to go in there and just undo everything. What? What? How do they know? Because there's no point to all this executive action. Because the minute he's out, it's over. It's gone. It's done. Unless they believe that no matter who we vote for, it's going to be their person. Which I think is the case. I think they're, they're doing a China on us. The Republican elites and the Democrat elites, both progressive, both want the same goals. They just want to come at it in a different way. But now they're starting to agree because they thought we'd be outraged doing all this stuff. It turns out we're not. So notice how they're like going along with it now because they always wanted to. They're not even faking it. <laughs> nah, you can't do that. It's just, ah, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, all I got to say is, any, anything he does can be undone, so I'm very curious as to how he's going to accomplish it not being undone. Not that he's doing anything. His people. And I'm, I believe it's because they have the national elections rigged. And they have the primaries rigged. We'll see. We'll see who comes out of the primary of the Republican Party this time around. And by what margin. And then we'll have a good idea if they're picking our Republican candidate for us, whether we like it or not. So in which case, it'd be their Republican prog or their Democrat prog. They both want the one, same thing. So they're not going to undo what's already been done because the American people have already been screwed by that. They can just move on now uh, and do whatever they're going to do, but they're not going to undo it. They won't have to. It's, like, it's, already, it's been done already. I, I, I don't know. I don't see... I only see a couple of game plans where this works. And I think the problem is all those electronic voting machines that you you clamored for after the 2000 election. It's amazing how well that worked out for the government. Now instead of actual ballots that you can see and feel and touch, they're just electronic things floating around, little little bits of magnetic information. So, let's see, the, uh, he said, <laughs> we need to continue to strengthen our communication and coordination on climate change because the people don't believe it. We haven't propagandized it properly. The problem is it's science, doofus, and a lot of us are still alive who took actual science. So, anyway, uh, meanwhile... We need to also work together to advance our bilateral practical cooperation on climate change. I, I, I'm ready to agree. Let's shake hands right now. I agree there's such a thing called climate change. I believe climate changes constantly. I believe that every once in a while the poles flip on this planet of ours completely so that the compass now points south. Did you know that? We're getting around due to one of these flips, historically speaking. Uh, watch the sun. Listen for stops about the sun. Call your local meteorologist. If he's not talking about the sun, ask him why he doesn't talk. He talks about climate change. <laughs> doesn't talk about the sun. Yeah. Oh, are we closer to the sun, farther from the sun? Has our axis tilted? It has, by the way. Our axis of the earth has tilted slightly, which makes a big difference. It's just a slight tilt. So it's going to change things. Uh, has it developed a wobble? That's kind of hard to explain. 
And then there's the time where the planet just flips upside down. <laughs> it's just north and south. It's just amazing. Uh, yes, it changes. I, I see all those are changes. It gets warmer. It gets colder. Uh, I remember when I was growing up in the 70s and we had the big blizzard, two blizzards back to back. Wow, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, we didn't have to go to school for like a month. It was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> That's what happened this winter over at, but, uh, at uh, all the New England states too, hon. They were weeks without going to but school. Then, but then they were calling for the Ice Age. The cover of the New York Times was we're headed for an Ice Age. And then we had to close the whole of the atmosphere because airspray was killing the world. And so we got rid of the, the gases that go up there and mess with the ozone. Guess what? The ozone closed closed on its own, and it opens on its own too, and it's and it's due to do that uh, in that cycle. We're going to have warm cycles. We're going to have cold cycles. We're going to have heavy moisture cycles. We're going to have drier cycles. It's like Mother Nature. It's like a woman. They have cycles. Nature has cycles. This is nothing. We're not doing anything. T- How arrogant are you exactly? I mean, there's some of you out there about it just stupid, but. Uh, there's some of you that are arrogant to think you actually have the an power. impact on the planet this large. I got the power. Yeah, like I got bad news for you. Atheists are the only ones who can believe that because uh, everyone else knows that God's in control. Yeah, as he is. <laughs> and the atheists are afraid he's in control. He, she, it, them, beginning, and whatever. We cannot comprehend the meaning of God. The number has, well, well, because throughout the historical writings of the Jews, anybody but the priests that went in and stared at the tabernacle, uh, well, looked at it, would lose his mind, would become insane. Because they couldn't handle the knowledge of, of knowing God's name. And that's, that's what said the Ark of the Covenant. Anyway, so, yeah, well, and it's true. Without Supposedly, without special training, you'll die if you go into that room. Now, I don't know if that's because they have all kinds of traps set up for people that don't know exactly where to put your feet and move and, and do a ceremony to approach it, and then, you know, it kills you. I mean, that's possible. You know, it's really, or it's possible forget- that, that you just, God's power is so immense and floods you that you just die. No, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was doing research for um, – what was a the Jewish woman? Begins with an Esther. Esther. Esther's story. Everyone loves the story of Esther. All women. Um, I was looking up a little um, history about one of the thrones that the Jewish kings had was specially made that way, and every time, like an like a um, another king would try to take it over or have some one of his priests go in and take it over so that he could capture the throne. There was certain things on the altar that would trip you up or and or kill you before you got to it. I thought it was really fascinating. I, I'll get it up for the next Sunday, but it was pretty cool. It was exactly what you said. It was like a trap. And they finally, they after losing a couple of people, they figured it out. <laughs> they had to lose a couple of people. For, you, hey, you, you go in there now. <laughs> Where's my suit of armor? <laughs> but yeah, they did have that. I oh, think, I know they had. I think it. It I don't know if Israel. Throne. I think it was. I think it was, but I'm not positive. Pretty cool. 
You're still not up through ups and downs. <laughs> the administration has announced number of initiatives in the past year to discourage the use of coal, the generation of electricity with coal, and uh, the people, people of are... West Virginia is <laughs> really pissed at you, Obama. Yeah, but that, look, take your state back, West Virginia, and tell them to go pound sand. That's the problem. It, it's, it's half of it's poor, half of it's corrupt. It's it, Politics in West Virginia are complicated. Uh, the Hill folk, they, they've long been living on you know, public money. Yeah, but they for were generations. forced to. Yes, they were forced to. But now they're just kind of stuck. You know, like everybody who is, like like the rest of us. I mean, hopefully, most of my listeners aren't uh, don't have their back up against the wall. But we do. Uh, it's just uh, times are tough, and I and we feel it. I tell you, we're scrambling. We're trying to get money from everywhere, anywhere we can, anywhere we can earn money. We're just well, because I'll we're on a fixed it. income, and people, and that's why I hate <clears throat> listening sometimes to Fox Business News because they're they're idiots. Most there's a lot, a large population that is on a fixed income, and they we see the economy the way it truly is. Yeah, and you know, the, you know, retirees don't usually have that problem because they usually get cost of living, living increases, increases, which they haven't been getting though, um, which is better than ever check cut though yeah but everybody that's on medicare is not getting a cost of living increase. medicare is not it's just for medicine medical it's not the rest of it food housing that's clothing. true that's true yeah you're right but still <laughs> uh yeah i know and they're old and they, it's a day that are covering everything and even though obamacare has been signed into law it's the law no, it's, it's not the Obama. Law of the land. No, it's not Obama. It's not the law of the land. It is entirely not. And the minute we get back to the Constitution, it'll cease to exist because uh, you have no power over medical profession either, or medicine, or food, or agriculture, uh, energy, education, all of which everything this government has touched has turned to crap. Every single one of these bureaucracies where they don't have a constitutional leg to stand on are doing to our economy and us and us personally they're trying to, they're trying to make everyone suffer equally if you look at what's happening with the numbers the they're not more his tax schemes and stuff they're not helping the middle class the middle class has shrunk the the poor class the lower class the working class to to on down welfare they they they're the ones that got hit the hardest not and not to include the inflationary aspects of the economy, uh, they're getting screwed royally. And everybody should know by now that raising the minimum wage solves nothing. It's one of those touchy feely things. So I wish people would stop being touchy feely about their politics and start using their cerebrum, because God gave you your brain for a reason. Now start using it, because these people are the enemy of God. Yeah, I said it. And I don't really care. That was the first one to say evil's is oozing through all every crack that it can find. Uh, and people said I was crazy, and now everybody's starting to say it. You wonder why? Because you, you can see it. It's The religious people will notice it first. But the secular people are going to notice it. The good secular people, you're going to notice it too, if you haven't already. 
Evil's evil. It doesn't matter. Nothing else. Religion has no no basis in it. It doesn't matter what your religion is. Evil is evil. Evil is universal. <clears throat> Everybody knows what evil is, except muzzies. Because Islam is evil. It's amazing. Lucifer did a really good job. And he's laughing. Because it, th- it was a thumb in God's eye saying, yeah, well, I'm going to take, these people are going to follow me. And it's going to seem just like following the same religion as your people. That's the second time you said that tonight. You have your reverend hat on. Do I? You do. Hmm. <laughs> you don't even know you just said that? <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> well, and I found two ups. Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't know. I'm in a pretty down mood. Okay. <laughs> I could have just read about Lurch. That's why you're in a down mood. I hate Lurch in general. <laughs> I was I kind of hoping I was done with him after 2000. <laughs> oh, was that 2004? Yeah. 2004. Right. Well, we had Gore. We had to get rid of him. Oh, my God. That was, that's worse than Carrie, that Gore thing. It's still going around out there saying the same thing this thing's saying. They're going, they're still, you know, you thought they'd be done. We beat them down to the ground. They couldn't get anywhere with this stupid thing. They're back. Why? Because it's evil. And evil's in charge. Well, it won't do anything to uplift people. It will only do, well, one main thing. It will destroy these, our, our lives in the United States of America. And then everyone else won't be jealous of us because we won't have anything either. I say we should take the UN and put it on that Jekyll Island place. <laughs> How about that platform out in the middle? <laughs> no, the place where they. Uh, and by the way, I want to put the Reserve Bank there too with them. No, they're not going to have anything. They can play with anybody else's money they want. They can play with monopoly money, but we're not going to have monopoly money anymore. We're going to have coins until we amend the Constitution. Yeah, yes, we will, because that's the only legal thing to do. And there goes the Federal Reserve. We don't need them anymore. Everybody has a central bank. Right. And every country with a central bank is collapsing. Uh, Again, you know, if little Jimmy jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you follow him? Seems like a whole lot of people say yes. Parents are always saying that. Stop saying it. I was on Long Island, out in Suffolk County. All right. This is supposedly an up from ClashDaily.com. I don't know how up ClashDaily can be. This is from May 11th. May 11th, 2015. Oh, no, this is about his birthday. Okay, I'm sorry. Because a lot of times they put May, the date, and then the... Yeah, I never copy and paste that unless it's pertinent. Oh, okay. I never noticed. <laughs> All right, May 11, 2015 is Richard Overton's 109th birthday. This make him America's oldest surviving World War II veteran. I recently had the honor of visiting... Not me, this is the story. I recently had the honor of visiting with Richard at his home in Austin, Texas. Now he credits his health and longevity to smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, and being able to defend himself and his country with firearms. 
Woohoo! <laughs> oh, and by the way, that... bunch of Prague's heads just burst. <laughs> by the way, not I hate to bring this up because it really didn't make a difference to me, but uh, he is black. Yes, we had black people, Michelle Obama, in World War II. It's impossible. Black people didn't exist till they woke up. That disgusting speech by Mama Obama. She should be, ugh. Everything about her is, ugh. She needs to be purple. Why do people say she's so pretty? She, they, they have taken some flattering pictures of her face. If, if you cut her head off from her body, <laughs> it's kind of okay. But it's got to be in the right light, the right makeup, and the right mood. Because I've seen pictures of her ever when she was angry. Wow, that picture's scary. <laughs> She she looks like an out of control orangutan. I mean, <laughs> wait till you see the picture. You're gonna laugh immediately. She's so right. It does look like an orangutan. The hair was all. I can't explain. It's all like woo. Anyway, and she's got a giant mouth. By the way, <laughs> uh, she's stronger than her husband. Mean, well, that ain't saying much. Meaner. Definitely meaner. Yeah, Barry'd rather go, <laughs> rather go, uh, you know, smoke a joint with his homosexual buddy, and uh, <laughs> to get upset about it, any of this stuff. So this is good. He likes whiskey too. All good men drink whiskey. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know I threw you under the bus there, but uh, I guess I should say beer. Nah, it's, you know it's whiskey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, we're. Something different with Richard. And since this is guns.com, I asked him to show me some of his own personal firearms. And since it's Richard's birthday, I had one more question for him. Happy birthday, Richard. And God bless you from all of us living in the free world. He didn't ask a question. I know. I don't know why that was there. Did you not copy? Yeah, that? I did. I did it all the way to this the This isn't end. a question. <laughs> this is from guns.com. He might have cut it. You should have went there. Ah, I just, you gave this to me. I just got it from you. Always go to the source. If the article references the source, you go to the source. If you're doing it in, in uh, radio or on a blog where you have room to type a lot of, and say a lot of words, you would say, uh, from guns.com, hat tip, World Net Daily. Ah. Uh, but you go to the source. I just clicked on your link. From now on. <laughs> why is this conversation difficult? From now on, go to the source. My goodness, I said that from day one when I was training you. All right, so anyway, God bless him. Hey, it's my birthday too. God bless me. Uh, and God bless you. And... In the free world, I'm not feeling it anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I don't consider this a free world. And I'm talking about the world, not just the country, the whole world. Uh, I know she's going to want me to go to a break, so I'm trying to stretch here, but I don't have anything. What can I say? Live to 109. Amazing. Good drinking, for him. Drinking whiskey. And smoking cigars. <laughs> Take that, Mama Obama. And shooting firearms. <laughs> See that's Yacht. the that's the other one. Shooting firearms is a stress reliever. <laughs> you can go out and pop some cans. All right, so we're gonna go to a short commercial break. This is the Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
ruining your life? Do you want control over your money again? If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about. A program that may help get aggressive and unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates. And they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, call right now for a free consultation. 877-314-2657 Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. Obamacare. Good for you. Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. We'll be right back. 
to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right. On to the Armed Forces Day. And the dumbass segment. Can we switch that around? I'm never going to get to it. Yes, you will. I'm kidding. I'd rather put, do the Armed Forces first anyway. Oh, you know, I had talked to uh, the girl, the woman I do the Women of the Revolution show on Blog Talk Radio. And she's down on Texas with her kids, and they're both in the service. And I asked them if they did anything for Armed Forces Day. She said they had torrential rains, thunderstorms. Nobody was doing anything. It was really bad. And she did tell me that uh, Caesar there praised the LGBTQ. Well, uh, they don't have the Q because I don't know what they do with the Q people, but I don't know. Um, oh, now it goes LGBTQ, blah, 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 blah. It keeps going. Though. They got every kind of freak known to man listed in there. Well, he did. He, I think she said he saluted them, um, but didn't mention anything about armed forces day. Why would he? Because he's the commander in chief, for Christ's sake. Most people don't even know armed forces day exists. You would think the president would have one of those calendars that would have all these kinds of things on it. Oh, like on his BlackBerry? Oh, yeah, his BlackBerry. That's another thing. It's embarrassing having a president that uses a BlackBerry. That's ancient technology. Get with it, man. What 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 can a BlackBerry do for you that a, a smart you know the smartphone can't? Speaking of that, again, watching one of our TV shows on Bones, they were talking about tweeting, and they were doing selfies on Twitter and like the stupid stuff. And Brian just looked at me. He goes, "Most people don't do that on Twitter." <laughs> That's a Facebook thing, not a Twitter thing. I, I, I have hardly seen any selfies on my Twitter feed. <laughs> so, uh, And I'm glad because I don't, I think it's stupid. I don't want to, I don't care. It's just taking a picture of yourself. Make like it's a big deal. Been doing that since I've been alive. You know, they used to have timers on the cameras. So you can set it up on a tripod. Get the whole family ready to go. Leave a space for you. Hit the timer. Go get into the picture. Ta-da! A family picture. Done by self. But it's not a stupid arm's length selfie staring up at the sky. I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. Uh, I, why do you want to tell everybody everything anyway? In, in a day and age where people are stealing your identities, it's not a real good idea to talk, tell everybody everything about yourself. All right. Armed Forces Day from timeanddate.com. Many events across the United States take place on Armed Forces Day to honor Americans in uniform who serve their country in times of war and peace. Why don't we have a televised Armed Forces Day where they do stuff like have the, you know, the... The Blue Angels show, and or it could be those other ones, the ones with the Navy. I forget what they're called. Or is that not? They're the Blue something. I don't. Either one will work. I don't care if it's the Navy or the Air Force that does it, but the but the Navy's constitutional, so I guess them. I have to use some Tomcats. Yeah, I mean, why don't we have any television stuff on TV for, like, big parades and stuff? It's Armed Forces Day, for goodness sakes. Those who are honored on this day include people who serve the Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, and Coast Guard. National Guard and Reserve units may celebrate Armed Forces Day slash week over any period in May because of their unique training schedules. On August the 31st, 1949, Lewis Johnson 
who was the United States Secretary of Defense, announced the creation of an Armed Forces Day to replace separate Army, Navy, and Air Force Days. The event stemmed from the Armed Forces Unification under one department, the Department of Defense. The Army, Navy, and Air Force Leagues adopt the newly formed day. The Marine Corps League declined to drop support for Marine Corps Day, but supports Armed Forces Day, too. Good for you, Marines. The first Armed Forces Day was celebrated on Saturday, May the 20th, 1950. The theme for that day was Themed for Defense, which expressed the unification of all military forces under one government department. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, the day was designed to expand public understanding of what type of job was performed and the role of the military in civilian life. Armed Forces Day was a day for the military to show state-of-the-art equipment to Americans. It was also a day to honor and acknowledge Americans in the armed forces. Parades, open houses, receptions, air shows were held in the inaugural Armed Forces Day. Armed Forces Day is still celebrated nationwide today and is part of Armed Forces Week, of which we're in. But, Armed Forces, so I was in the Air Force. Well, I was in the Army in 7th grade, I was in the Navy 8th grade, and went to public school and then went to the Air Force. No, then went to college and went to the Air Force. Yeah, I went to college. I thought it was a waste of my time, and I stopped going to college. All right. Dumb. You know, I do remember they had stuff like air shows when I was a kid I used to go to. Um, and I do remember when I was in the Air Force, we our celebration we held on our base. And uh, we had to have the Blue Angels, which is the Navy stunt team, uh, fighter pilots, to come and do a show for us because our pilots just drove into the ground not a couple weeks beforehand. Yeah, they were doing a, a very difficult training maneuver. And they, they go shooting down to the ground, and then they pull up last minute. And see, every plane's got to follow where the other one pulls up. <clears throat> anyway, it's choreographed. So something went wrong, and the lead plane flew straight into the ground, and the other planes followed right in with them. Uh, yeah, because once you, you can't pull up, it's too late. It's over. So we lost all of, all of them. Uh, so the Blue Angels were nice enough to come out and give us a fighter air show that we couldn't have with our own fighter pilots because they were all dead. And I, why do I forget what it's called in the Air Force? It's the Blue Angels and the... The single plane fighter, F-16 at the time. Uh, Thunderbirds. I believe that's it. I think that... Or that could have been a TV show I watched when I was a kid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's something like... It's, it's feeling like it's Thunderbirds. Either way, they, they made a... And that that's a very dangerous thing, things that they're doing up there. It's very easy to screw up and get a lot of people killed. When you're all flying with overlapping wings, we're not even talking wingtip to wingtip or six inches off. We're talking overlapping wings. Uh, if, if one just jitters on the joystick to side to side, you're going to knock the other guy completely out of control. So it's very dangerous. 
I know a lot about it because I studied up on them, and uh, I thought they were really cool. I used to have F-16s when I was a kid. Uh, well, a model of it. I, mean, I didn't have a real F-16. I wish. That'd be fun. All right, it's time for the dumbass segment. This one's called Dumbass Taurus from CNN. That's the Communist News Network, if you've forgotten. A 16-year-old Taiwanese girl has been gored by a bison while posing for a photo in Yellowstone National Park. This, this comes under the vein of stupid human tricks. The girl sustained serious but not life-threatening injuries from the attack on Friday afternoon, the National Park Service said in a statement over the weekend. The 16-year-old exchange student, whose name wasn't provided by the Park Service, was visiting Yellowstone with her host family. As they were hiking near the geyser, Old Faithful, they stopped where a group of people had gathered to watch a bison grazing next to the trail. Okay, why do we need exchange students exactly? Yeah, we don't. It's an old useless project. We don't need exchange students. The girl, no, we need we need exchange students and like get your kids out of public school and exchange it for a real education. That's what we need to exchange student anyway so everybody's minding their own business not stupid enough to bother the bison which you know they they're not easily provoked <laughs> but they are wild animals that's what people forget this ain't a petting zoo the girl turned her back to the bison to have her picture taken when the bison lifted its head took a couple steps and gored her oh you see he wasn't that angry he's like you annoying and he stuck her with the horn. Obviously, she was annoying him. Or her. I don't know. Yeah, Yellowstone is half, is what, 150 miles from us? I have no idea. I don't memorize that stuff. Yeah, I think it is. It's south of here. And it's half in Wyoming and half in Montana. I wouldn't say half. It's partially Montana and partially Wyoming. Whatever that is, may be. Oh, and this is a good state's rights issue. When we take back our federal lands... Parts, then parts within your border is yours. Right. So we would have to seal off. You would call it Yellowstone 1 and Yellowstone <laughs> 2 <laughs> until you came up with a new name for it. Yep. Or you could say Yellowstone, Wyoming or Yellowstone, Yellowstone Montana. Montana. So easy done. Yeah, it's not hard to do. Take. It's not hard to just take back stuff after you dismantled your national government. That'll be easy. That's just a matter of poof, just... Burning the law that was unconstitutional to begin with. Get rid of it. So you can see the way they described it. Lifted his head, took a couple steps, and gored her. That's how close she got. Couple steps. She was being annoying, I guarantee it. Well, I guess, um, could you imagine? She's probably posing yeah, for the picture yeah, and flailing yeah, around. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. And the family members, stay like that. Okay, oh, look, it's all, and yeah. all the noise and but commotion. See, and the bison have been there forever. They know how to get rid of you annoying people. Just gore one of you, and you, that's it. Then everybody comes and takes everybody away. Watch out for those sneaky bison. But they're buffalo. But they're bison. Park rangers who rushed to the scene took the girl to the Old Faithful Clinic. They have a clinic called Old Faithful at the park before she was airlifted out by helicopter for further treatment. 
Yes, we uh, have never been to the national parks because they will not let us bring in our guns or our dog. And they, they've changed the gun thing. Uh, if you have a concealed carry permit, now you're allowed. I don't care. I don't have a concealed carry permit. I carry open. And why wouldn't you allow open carry in the middle of the wilderness? That's just dumb. All right, you hike with a rifle. You cut wood, you split wood with a rifle. You go gather water with your get water with your rifle. You're gonna see how how easy all this is gonna be done while you have to carry your rifle around with you. And no, you can't just put it by a stub somewhere, and there's just do without. To, oh, it's no big deal. It's just within camp. Yeah, well, what tends to happen is the bear ends up closer to the rifle than you do. <clears throat> I've been down this road. I didn't have a rifle, but I was put in the position where. The bear. I couldn't get to the camera. I wanted to take a camera because it was a black bear that came into our camp. And I wanted to take a picture of it. But he, he was closer to the camera than I was. And so, no, I was hiding behind the fire. Figured that that didn't even bother this bear. I took a, I took a burning stump stick out and was shoving it at its face. And it just looked at me. It did nothing. It just looked at me like I was crazy. And it walks over, sniffs my bear bag up in the tree, decides it wasn't going to take it. And wanders off yeah that's when we were looking at the lean-to shelter and we said thank god we weren't staying there. there they had they had garbage all in it and uh i, I we we hiked up there were, we're not even backpacks there's no way we we're gonna take it down <laughs> yeah we were like yeah nah but the people oh we took our own stuff but i couldn't take theirs i mean they had a giant trash bag full of garbage <laughs> it was too much um so i just went down and reported it told them Told him where the bear was coming through there regular now, and uh, its den is just over the hill. So they probably got it and relocated it because it was too used to campers. And exactly doing what you're told not to do. You, that, that's a lean-to. You're supposed to backpack in. I mean, she, whatever you take in, you take out. You don't go up there with a bunch of beer and stuff and leave your cans lying around and crap like that. It, that's just irresponsible and that causes that problem and you people in the populated areas like the east coast you have a bigger problem than we do you have too many bears too many bears per square mile they have to roam so much and they're also they become used to humans once that happens because we're a never-ending place to get food if it's not the garbage they can always eat us oh speaking of bear black bear. bears eat humans bear season just ended here in montana yes we shoot our bears here we actually have a season and our neighbors got so free bear alaska meat. good for them and uh, we were talking Their about family she, gives them game meat all the time right and she didn't know what to do with it she was not really sure what to do with it they gave them two big hind quarters if you, just treat it like you do venison that's what I said. She said she was looking if it up. If you're worried about internet. certain flavors being it, you can, you can soak it in milk. Well, she did. See, they, they did test it. They did take a little slice of it and cook it up, and she said it wasn't bad at all. It was that very does, tender. If it wasn't bad at all, it wasn't very good. She's she supposed to say yum. She said it was very tender. That's good. And uh, Jesse wants to make it into jerky. But she says, no, let me take it apart, get the big good meat pieces yes. of meat out of it. And you, then only the rest get the, of it. you only get the leftover. You get the rest of the meat for jerky. <laughs> But there's some really good recipes. I find game recipes uh, that that you know take that have a little gamey flavor to it. If you soak it in milk, that helps. Um, if in, and if you're down south, that would be uh, what do they call it? Uh, acid milk. Uh, buttermilk. Buttermilk. 
Yeah, buttermilk and hot sauce. That's what you do down south. That's what I would do too if I had it. Well, we uh, just any milk is okay. Milk draws some of the, that flavor out of the meat, and the hot sauce makes it a little spicy. That's all. And we, it also tenderizes it a little bit too. We just put buffalo bice slash bison steak in our chili last night. Is that what that was? Yep. Oh. That was bison. I was wondering. I said, "This doesn't look like any steak I've had." No, it's bison. Yeah, I've had bison before. It's good. Again, if it's handled, processed right, it's good. If it tastes, if it tastes really bad, even venison, it shouldn't taste bad. If it tastes really bad, it is bad. It's it's full of lactic acid because they weren't they weren't killed right, they weren't they weren't dressed right, and they weren't stored right. And the way the there's the thing, if you're gonna take your animal and throw it in the back of your pickup truck, you've already blown it. First thing you have to do is on the spot field dress it. You got to hang that, hang it up on a gambrel. And you got to skin it, quarter it, and get it away. And in a cooler as quickly as possible. Then from the cooler as quickly as possible to the deep freeze. If you do this, your meat will taste yummy and will stay for a long, long time. If you don't do any of the above, it will taste like crap. If you let it stay hot after you kill it by not skinning it, quartering it, and getting it in a thing, that causes a problem with the meat. That will cause an off flavor with the meat. If you didn't kill it right and it ran and you know fight or flight, it got its juices flowing. Well, that lactic acid's all in the all in the meat now. You got to get that out, and that's what the soaking in the milk does. Helps get some of that lactic acid out, which gives it that really ugh, that venison. T- that could, I can't even eat it. But I've seen people eat that saying this is good. That's the most disgusting piece of venison I ever had. And I had the same thing with pigs. And I had a friend argue, this pig, this meat's good. I said, no, it tastes funny. It's not good. It tastes ugh. Uh, so I finally had him over for my pig. And I slaughtered my pig. And he's like, all right, I apologize. I I apologize. I didn't know that, that I didn't, there was anything wrong with it. He says, you're right. This is completely, this is delicious. Uh, he's He grew up and he was just used to accepting that flavor. Because of the way they raised the pigs and what they fed the pigs, and, uh, et cetera. So he didn't notice it. Me, it was like, ugh, what is it? Oh, my God, how can I eat this? <laughs> I made myself because I paid for it. But uh, I was so my pig was the most delicious pork I ever had in my life. And I've only, it took me years before I was able to eat pork from the grocery store again. Remember, I used to spit it out. <laughs> she'd, make, she'd make me pork chops. I spit spitting it out in the place. I'm like, what the heck is this? This isn't pork. <laughs> oh, goodness. Another heartbreak. This is Young Co-op and Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause We'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show is live in Vivid Red Light News. Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. 
In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I warn you. You'll have to pry it from my cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez. We're keeping our guns. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddles or Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. When was the last time you read the Constitution or reviewed the Bill of Rights? When was the last time you read them to your children? These documents, the foundation of this great nation, are not documents to be ignored. They are to be embraced. So sit down and read them to your children. And a tool you can use to do this is a little book called The Citizen's Rulebook. To receive a copy, call 602-258-6406. It only costs a dollar and can mean the difference in your children's understanding of the country they live in.
Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner. is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com. Show. And we're back. Gored by a bison. <laughs> Visitors are reminded that Yellowstone wildlife is, well, wild. Wildlife should not be approached, no matter how tame or calm they appear. Now, we do have buffalo farms here in Montana. I don't care about Even so, unless it's a petting zoo, stay away from them. They're livestock. Right. Because even cows can get on. <laughs> but they're wrong. Well, but they're not cows. They're they're wild. They're not domesticated. So just because they're on a ranch instead of in Yellowstone, it changes nothing. They're still the same animals. Stay away from them. <laughs> yeah. Again, and when you go to the zoo, it says don't feed the animals. Don't feed the animals. It's a simple thing. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Every year something like this happens. Every year. I know. So if it isn't one thing, it's another. It's black bears, it's a wolves, whatever the case. It's always something. Uh, because you get people go that have no idea what wild means. It, 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 we have wild land still in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, and wild animals live upon it. And if you come across a wild animal, don't expect to have a tea party. And I didn't mean that politically. I meant like a little girl's tea party. Authorities tell visitors not to go within 25 yards of bison and other large animals. Can I, I'll say this again. The bison looked up, took two steps, and gored the girl. <laughs> Dumbass. Not even one yard away. So, uh, it's three feet. That's about all she could have been from that animal. Uh, and All right, anyway. Authorities tell visitors not to go 25 yards of bison and other large animals. I wouldn't want to be 25 yards away from a bear. The Taiwanese girl, or a moose, and her family were believed to have been standing between 3 feet and 6 feet from the bison on Friday. They agree with the you. The Park Service said. <laughs> you called it, babe. <laughs> it, it, the person's description made it obvious. It didn't have to, like, run at her or anything. Bison can sprint three times faster than humans can run and are unpredictable and dangerous, it warned. There's a reason they have horns. They all have horns, don't they? Male and female. Yes. 
The bison population in Yellowstone is estimated to range between 2,300 to 5,000. Now. Now stay away from them. <laughs> Get a zoom lens and take nice pictures. Nice 400 zoom lens. No, she wanted to be in the picture. Well, I know that's selfies are a problem. <laughs> this is how you do that. If you want to be in the picture, take that, take that whatever telegraphic lens you use. Telephoto. Telephoto, sorry. Uh, take the picture itself and then go into Photoshop or whatever, GIMP, and go ahead and take a picture of you and put it... With the next, bison. With the bison. <laughs> you could even have your arm around now, it if you want. <laughs> you didn't hurt the bison. The bison didn't hurt you. Everything's good. <laughs> and just because they look big and lump, like they'd be slow and lumbering, it's a freaking animal. Most animals run faster than humans, no matter they what have their to. size. They have to. And it's, and it's usually in the sprint. The short run, it matters. Right. Because um, energy, it's cons uh, conservation of energy. Well, you go way you, fast. If it catches you, it doesn't matter how far you can run, because you're not going to run anymore. <laughs> so they have to start off fast, and then they also have to be able to out outpace the predator, predator whatever it is. They all have their limits, and uh, once that limit is reached, the herd's okay. But if some something falls behind, like a sick or sickly one or a weak one, well then. The lions get bison, or the wolves get bison, or the bear gets bison. That's Culling the herd. That's right, and it helps. And I actually, us getting involved in this has screwed them up unbelievably. We do not have health. We have disease-ridden wildlife. We we need to go back to letting the predators do their job. Take It takes the sick and the weak out. And that it makes the gene pool. That makes the gene pool stronger because, well, they're not putting those genes back in. See? And so it helps the herd's general overall health over a period of time. It's good for the herd. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's not horrible. It's actually harmonious. They they don't do well without the other. Look what happens, dear. Look at you back east. You got problems with everything because you're protecting everything. Deer, bear, everything. Now they want to put elk back there. You're gonna have everything running around your backyard. I, it's too populated. We don't need to be reintroducing. You know what we should do. Let y'all finish developing the East Coast and let the wild live out here with us. Where we wide open spaces. In the Not wild. Not a lot of people. The wild, like Madagascar. <laughs> no, this isn't the wild. This the wild, wild would be um, would be Africa. <laughs> Africa's the wild. Madagascar is part of the continent of Africa. Little known fact. Yep. And it's a continent of Africa. Oh wait. This is that's a great segue into the next dumbass. That's a perfect segue because this dumbass has no clue about where he's where his so-called ancestors are from, which they're really not. So, you talked about you know, Africa? As much as we <laughs> as much as we gesticulate over here, we should have one of those uncooperative cams going. <laughs> it's like there's a whole there's a whole theater show going on from <laughs> On the other side of the laptop. No, no one will. No one must ever see. No, we don't want that. I have to get dressed up to come to work. I don't do that. Anyway, yes, you're talking about Africa. Continue on with the dumbass segment. Dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. Psychotherapist from WeaselZippers.us, and now it's art. <clears throat> Doctor Mercellum hyphen Lee Miller. Claims to be a psychotherapist. One wonders how he could have ever gotten a license, if true. 
<coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> I just choked up. <coughs> psychotherapist? I was just thinking about my daughter here for a minute. <laughs> you just choked on the psychotherapist. Because this is the same thing. It's like I wonder. You know. <laughs> Maybe his first patient should be himself. You know, I hate to break it to everybody. Most people that go to psychobabble yes, have mental problems. Yep. That's what get, attracts that's them to begin with. Them, yep. So that's why they all are mandated to go to psychotherapy. Because they know they're all crazy. All right. So uh, um, anyway, he claims to have been the founder of the illness manic aggression personality disorder. Manic aggression personality disorder is a mental illness merely affecting Africans, Africans born in America, or the Pan-African community. Well, Pan-African sounds nice, but Africans, why do we do this? Do we say North Americans? Do we say, we do say Europeans. Uh, we don't say North Americans, do we say United States of America, Mexico, Canada? And oftentimes we just do South America, but I don't. Brazil, you know, There's I know no, where they all are. There is no such thing as Africans born in America. Well, the problem what is, the hell? you're not. There is no citizenship <laughs> Africa. No, it's a, it's a continent. continent. I know that's so, why I love it. So they're either up. Nairobi, yep. or, or the South African, or the Congo, Congoians, or whatever they call themselves, Congoans. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, there's just uh, an uh, island off of the east coast, southeast coast of the continent of Africa is the island of Madagascar. Just to turn you know this into a little educational moment. Geography doesn't suck when you get it a little at a time when they're part of stories like this. It's a great way to learn geography. So this idiot doesn't even know that Africans are not born in America. Well, we can start there's there. There's no such thing as Africans. Africans born in America. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, he's the, he's credited as the founder of illness or disorder. Miller attributes the violence within the African American community to the enslavement of the black race. Really, not from their time running around like tribesmen, killing each other and throwing and enslaving people and. And and having to you know fight off wildebeests and such. Uh, no, they, no, they're not getting it from that. They're getting it from slavery because slavery taught them to be violent. Actually, slavery taught them to be not violent because they didn't have the power to be violent. Bad things happen if they were violent. So just the opposite is true. It would have placated them, docilated them a little bit. It would not have made them worse. It. This is just. This is what happens when you get you, you let idiots get out of high school and then go on to higher education and take their stupidity with them. Then they come out with something important like this, and they go, this dribble comes out. It's like, you should you got a degree from where? I'm telling you, if you're going to spend dollars, kids, on, on an education, you better start doing the research. Which one's going to give you the best education that you're going to come out and be able to get a job in, a well-playing job? That's what you need to research. You need to go to job fairs and talk to the employers. Find out what they're paying. Then you can say, okay, well, uh, chemistry, I don't pay nothing. I don't want to be a chemist. All right, but, uh, this this other thing over here, this field looks kind of interesting. Be biology will be my major. Whatever whatever you decide to do, but you got to stop letting the idiots just charge you for 
dumbass courses that is just absolutely worse than worthless. They're damaging. Uh, they teach nonsense. It make it make everyone coming out of college sound like an idiot. Well, it does. And when I say everyone, the ones I the ones I've run into, the ones other people have told me about that they've run into, uh, that's a problem. But this too can be changed if we move now, because this common core is a non-starter. <laughs> this starts up, it's all over. There's no one doing it. So anyway, he, he says, my God, so many African... I've never seen someone say African so many times. I know. I know it. Affecting Africans, Africans born in America, or the Pan-African. They're not even the same, genetically speaking. They have different tribes with different characteristics. They're of the same race, Negroid, of course. But there's diff- there's there's actually marked differences between the different tribes. They're different. Well, and this is another Which is why when idiot. they come over here, this is what I love. This guy's spouting this. Uh, they come over here and they and they get mad, you call them that. Yeah. They're not from, not from Africa. Right. I'm from Haiti. Yep. I'm not an African-American. Or uh, the ones from Africa. It's just, he says, no, can't you tell I'm Nairobi? Yep. I'm like, how the hell would I tell that? <laughs> it, it's the spacing of the eyes. It's the size of the nose, the width, the girth of the nostrils. Uh, there's all these little features that are tribal related, and they know them all. They do. and They're, they're all the very separate. This is why they never amounted to anything. They are literally the Tower of Babel forever. <laughs> And they they, they stay tribal. None of the tribes will. They won't come together and join a group that can govern properly and and have a society. They also discriminate discriminate by the how dark their skin or how light their skin is. Yes, they do. I went to school with a and, bunch of black women. And you can't blame <laughs> us worry. for that. Sorry, we're not the ones saying lighter black people are better looking than darker black people. That's black people saying it. Hey, I went to a school, college in New York. Hey, one day, it's going to be only one, because we're all going to mix so much, it won't matter. Anyway, when I went to college, it was a class of 250 girls. There was one man, for this is for nursing school in New York City, one man and six white girls. The rest were black. That's a class of 250, okay? And... I heard this all the time. They would fight amongst themselves because this one was Haitian and this one was from Jamaica and this one was, you know, from Brooklyn, born and raised, but her ancestors were from there. And I was like, give me a break, all right? <laughs> Get over yourselves. We're all American. <laughs> I keep saying that. It's a, one thing you have to understand is we're all American. Forget the hyphenated. Stop checking the checkboxes. If you stop che- yeah, you won't get the benefit. That's right. If you really say you want to make it on your merits, don't use the checkbox. Then I worked on an all-black floor in Tallahassee Memorial Hospital, and all the girls there got along just great with the white girls because guess what? We were all Americans. And that was the, when we were there, that was when the uh, GW debacle was happening with the uh, the ballots. And we all got together. We were I like, hate get that a, guy hanging chair. They were like, get out of my state. We're all Americans, and this is Florida. I mean, we were just all up in arms, but we didn't... There was no color on that floor. None. At all. It was one of the greatest places I've ever worked. I thought the the best cowboy action shooting name I ever heard was Hanging Chad. <laughs> I, I had to go through that. I was in Florida. I literally had to go through that mess. You have no idea. The, the press doesn't do it justice. The, the nightmare. 
Uh, oh, but that means they did. I don't think they did this on purpose. They they knew if they challenged these punch out ballots that they had a plan with the hang chan and dimple chan, all this kind of nonsense, and that that was going to get people so ticked off at the process they're going to demand electronic voting machines. And then they got the elections from then on. But then it happened. They got electronic voting machines. Just so I'm, I guess I'm not just imagining things. They actually planned this, or. It was just a really nice thing, byproduct, and they were probably not that smart. The progs. Yeah. Anyway, back to this. Again, hear the this children game. is the future of our country, and you are the parents, and you are responsible for them, and you're responsible for their education. Unlike Melissa Harris-Perry, I don't think I own your child. I don't think any, any such nonsense, unless he's on my property doing something wrong, I, it's your child. But no, just like all the pros, we got to make children belong to the state, to the government, and they win forever. It's over. Never be undone. They'll be pumping out generation of generations of them. The time to act is now. If you're waiting, don't. The time to act is now. All right, so this guy with the manic aggression personality disorder, uh, It's who he says it's the enslavement of the black race. He states the, the none of these people were ever. It, this must be like uh, you know some of these people that he's talking about aren't actually when their parents were never slaves. They came over here after slavery. They didn't come during slavery. But here's one good thing to ask people that keep crying about them being you know from, I'm descended from slaves. I would have said, well, you're welcome. That's gonna what. That's going to give a real negative response, too, quick. I'm going to say, you're welcome. If it wasn't for slavery, you wouldn't be here. You'd be over there now. Africa. Getting slaughtered right now as we speak. Maybe being traded into slavery. Yep. <laughs> or fed to lions. I don't know. But you, I don't think you want to be. You want to go back to, you want to, go back to Africa? No? Then don't ever bring it up again. If you don't want to go back to Africa, shut up. It doesn't get any brownie points with me, and it pisses off a whole lot of people. So just don't bring up the whole slavery thing. Uh, get it out of your head. You were not a slave. Your father was not a slave. Your grandfather wasn't a slave. I'm sorry. We're done. Keep it up. We're giving you the. We're going to give you a bill for every for the what it cost us to take care of all the black people in the inner cities. We're going to give you a bill. You want to start talking about we owe you money because, okay, let's find out how much money you owe. How much money in welfare has been spent on the black race in this country? How much? I bet you we take your reparations. I see your reparations and I raise you the cost of taking care of black people for generations. I think whoever ends up with the negative has to pay the bill. And for some of you that went to public school, that would be, you know, the, whichever one was largest wins. Oh, it's, you know, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, and it's all, they're still doing it. It's divide and conquer, divide and conquer. I wish everybody would get rid of all your personal pet peeve politics. Just understand the Constitution and spend all your efforts getting back to it. Instead of, I don't know, he said this about this issue, about that issue. Eh. Let's get back to the Constitution. I don't care about the politics. I don't care what people say. Politicians say all kinds of things. 
Nobody, nobody with a brain believes anything a politician says. They're politicians. They're only interested in getting reelected. They, these people want to be politicians for life. It's a great job. You don't have to lift anything heavy or work hard. All you have to do is sit around and go yay or nay. Well, you can go up and talk for a while if you're bored. Uh, but you know the stuff that's only... You, you know the speeches now that are only for the cameras, right? The worst thing we did and the best thing we did were the cameras. The worst thing because now they play to them constantly. They're, they're, they're doing these grand speeches. They, they if bring, the cameras weren't rolling, they wouldn't be doing it. They bring props. Right? I know. I, I know. <laughs> they bring friggin' props. I will say something, though, that I have said before, not on this show. I would be the one going out there, grabbing the camera every single time after any meeting, after any session I was in. I would be calling up reporters. This is what happened. This closed doors crap wouldn't happen around me. Oh, of course, then oh. after a while, they wouldn't invite me. Right. Jeff Sessions has tried that, if you didn't notice. He used to be on Fox constantly, but notice he's gone now. Right. And like, but so that. It, it wasn't working out. It wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good use of his time. It was, it was being used against him, and he just stopped. Yeah, I wouldn't stop because, you know, I'm a BIT. Oh, he totally speaks out, but he just doesn't. <laughs> He does. He doesn't want to be accused of constantly running to the cameras. I guess. Oh, really? Dick Durbin does. Uh, no, he doesn't, because I hardly know who he is anymore. And it's Turbin Durbin, by the way. Dick Turbin Durbin. All right. Uh, so this doctor, who's French, <laughs> need I say more? He treats the island. <laughs> he treats. He he says it's enslavement. The history of enslavement has caused this map. PD, MAPD, it looks like Maryland Police Department uh, thing uh, <laughs> that he made up. Okay, why can't you just say angry black guy? Uh, you didn't have to write a thing, a whole book on it or anything. Miller attributes the violence and the accurate to enslavement of the black race. He states the psycho-socio-illusion or personality disorder, or MAPD, is an isolated illness pertaining to the African race entirely mimics bipolar and schizophrenic personality. Wow. First thing they gave a pass to the homosexuals. <laughs> now they're doing it to the whole black race. They can't control themselves. We have to accept this kind of behavior because that's in their genetics. Well, if that's in their genes, it's time to get rid of those genes, don't you think? Yeah, you're going to behave like that. How about we do this? How about we say, well, you can either go to prison here or we can ship you to Liberia. Your choice. What about them saying that poverty is part of your gene pool? Well, it won't be a problem because they're really poor over there in Liberia. <laughs> that was that other study. That I know, it fits out. right in. It becomes genetic. Yeah, I know. Uh, poorness, poorness becomes genetic, genetic. In, one, in one generation. It becomes, you can't get out of it. It's personally, personally in your genetic makeup. You're, you must be poor forever. And if this is supposed to be accepted as some kind of norm, uh, that, just, that sounds pretty psychotic to me. Poor Ben Franklin. Would he even have a chance up against these bozos? <laughs> they wouldn't have a chance up against him. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, back to the psycho babble. Mimics bipolar. This is, a, this is a wash for black people. They can do whatever they want. It's not their fault. It's ours. If it wasn't for slavery, they wouldn't behave this way, except I guarantee you 
at least 25% of those that were writing weren't descended from slaves. What are they writing about? How come they're behaving the same way? If it's just because of slavery, I mean, but they were never slaves. Oh, now it's going to be some kind of psychotic shared delusion that they just so put themselves into their into their lives that they could empathize with them and feel their pain. And no. that's why they got angry and almost killed a police officer. Or, or no, in this case now, killed uh, many, many police, police officers. Yeah, read, read his explanation, whether. There's an explanation? Yes, there is. I didn't think he'd bother. Yes, <laughs> he did. I was hoping he'd be the guy who said, I'm just going to let that stand, just like that. No. They can't prove me wrong. If I don't, <laughs> if I don't describe it, they can't prove me wrong. <clears throat> whether he is in America, Africa, the diaspora or abroad he suffers psych or abroad where is africa where is diaspora is it here in the united states of america no it's not so it's this is how stupid this guy is he says whether it's in is in america africa the diaspora or abroad what where's abroad if africa's abroad he would He's saying it doesn't matter where they are because they're going to suffer from this anyway. <laughs> why don't just say? Why don't say anything? It doesn't matter. All African, all people of of none Africans. There's no such thing as African descent. All Negroids <laughs> will have this problem. That could be a genetic predisposition, yes, but it wouldn't be learned from slavery. Slavery choked taught them to be docile to be slaves to be do what they told it gets worse <laughs> it can't get worse it does it does so he suffers psychologically and socially from the evils of this syndrome for two reasons primarily he suffers because the european race delusion of slavery encountered him as an animal the term used is chattel human cattle uh, yeah, see, they think this is just about them. Chattel slavery, it, it just means it it is not unique. They think it's unique, and they hit pests when you say it's not. No, no, no. Look up the term. Chattel, it's not cattle. It doesn't do with cattle. Chattel slavery means your sons and your sons' sons and for generations will be slaves unless I free, unless the slave owner frees. That's chattel slavery. The Jews had chattel slavery before the Africans knew what it was. And uh, frankly, I think it's a, it's the funniest thing in the world that they're trying to say that Af Africans are, are the uh, the race of the world. It's It started all the uh, civilized races. They they were around when we were in caves. And that went to, uh, was, it, uh, was it Jackson or, or Sharpton? One of the two. Oh yeah. Yes. Does Jackson? We were doing, I forget, some kind of civil, civil, you know, civics thing, some kind of good, good government thing. Uh, we were doing this when white people were in caves. Where the heck does he get that from? Where would any black person get that from? There's no science for that. And if they were, they might as well. St then why are they? Why are they like living in caves now? And we're not. It doesn't seem right, does it? If they were so advanced, how come they're so behind? Well, and because uh, they weren't, and because guess what came to the continent of Africa? Islam. Most people don't know this, but North Carolina was the first 
colony. This was before it was a state. It was before the Revolutionary War to put in place laws that, cert that, that the slave population, starting at a certain date, and I forget the date, from then on, the children that were born from this date on would not be slaves here in the United States before the Civil War, right before the Revolutionary War. North Carolina did that. Is that taught anywhere? No. no. Is that even taught in Black History Month, for Christ's sake? No, nor is it taught that Eli Whitney, a white man, invented the cotton gin specifically to free the black man from slavery. That's a historical fact. He wrote it down. And a woman financed him because she was a businesswoman. We did her on the Women of the Revolution. Well, there's a, that's a good investment, boy. When you think about getting rid of all those slaves, every one of those slave owners is going to want a cotton gin. Because why? Because cotton gins are easier to take care of and cheaper than humans. That's why. So it was already on its way out. Long before the federal government jumped, the politicians jumped in and decided to... Uh, you know, I'm not sure they didn't see the writing on the wall and realize it was going to happen without him, and they didn't want it to. They wanted to be part, part of it. Part of it, yeah. You know, these these people that go up there, they're sycophants. They really are. Uh, there, there was there was there was a a movement going on in Virginia as well. I mean, these are southern states. They yeah, were, well, they're considered so, but the, no, Virginia isn't. It's north of the maze. No, it's south of West Virginia is north, and Virginia is south. south. Right. Right. And North Carolina to remember is a the southern picture. state, and yes, they just decided yeah. that it would be easier for them to do that. They were very religious. The, the government was very, you know, into religion. Well, the Carolinas rights. split over this. That's why yeah. there's North and South Carolina. So, so. at any rate, this this, this idiot. psychobabble <laughs> is is idiocity. <laughs> Medicine they're still practicing. Psychobabble is just that. That's like voodoo. You know, you're just putting your a lot of the stuff that they do is just guesswork. It's opinion. It's, you can't treat any one person like any other person because we're all different. We're all in. We're all unique. Much to the chagrin of the commie collectivists, we are unique individuals. Although, if y'all keep going out and getting plastic surgery, you're all going to look alike. Eventually, you all look like Michael Jackson. Cut it out. Why do you want to look like everybody else? You know, whatever God gave you, whatever whatever flaws you perceive, those are the things that make us unique. It, it, it We're more discernible by that than our, our successes. So this is backward thinking. This is not forward. This is backward. He's saying that it's in the – it's basically saying it's in their genes – that they like this because, uh, be, well, this is slavery. But nothing bad happened to them in Africa before they came over here. You do realize they all lived in grass huts and ran around with spears chasing animals, right? They didn't even have horses. They, they have never civilized over there. And they don't want to, it seems. I I really can't understand. It's, it's amazing what they do to their so-called old people but see wait, that's what i'm pointing out the reason that happens is because they're not the same people they were forced together when they made up lines to create their countries they mixed certain tribes together in the same country and those tribes don't get along they never have gotten along and it doesn't seem like they ever will get along uh, I, really the only thing that could happen right here if someone as great as william the conqueror was to rise in the congo
and be able to rise, get the people themselves, the masses, to rise up against the armies and the governments that have been oppressing them, then it can happen. Other than that, they're going to stay just the way they are, stuck forever in time. This is ridiculous. And guess whose money caused this? We we did, honestly. I mean, Europe did too. It's just us. I mean, everybody that got involved that uh, of the Western world that wanted to help, but you know, we, our, our helping sometimes hurts more than it helps. Phyllis Wheatley was her name that helped Eli um, with the cotton gin. Ah, and she was a business owner. That's funny. She... Her name was Wheatley. Yes. And in... so she's like named after being a farmer. <laughs> No, really, that could be. That's how people were named know, back in the day. I know, I know. The the Millers, the Millers ran the mill. They yep. did. They had the grain mill. The the uh, what they call the blacksmith. Uh, <clears throat> I know there was a name. Smithy. Smithy. Smith. Yeah, there was. So Smith. the last name was changed to Smith. Uh, yeah, that's how that's how it used to names used to be taught based on what you did. Uh, it was like your last name, and that's how it started. So that's why Millers were Millers. You can you can kind of get it now that you think about it, right? All right, so are we done with this? <laughs> Africans born in America or black communities experience mental, behavioral, or social illness due to slavery. <laughs> and or post-traumatic slave experiences. <laughs> MAP causes <laughs> blacks to spontaneously inflict violence on an oppressor or suspected threat. MAP can be witnessed in black communities, especially in America, but is becoming common against whites and so-called Jews. So-called. So -called. <laughs> Who's a so-called Jew? I told you it gets better. I mean, what's a so-called Jew? I mean, what, they don't exist? They mean kind of so-called Jews, but they don't exist. But meanwhile, this thing exists, uh, this MAP, MAPD stuff. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry. I got PTS. It, and every time around black people, I feel I feel like I'm being threatened. Do I get to just kill black people? I got PTS for working in the ghetto with black people. Doesn't that give me? You know, I, I, mean, I mean, that's happening to me directly. It's not ancestral or anthropological. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, seven years I spent. No, and I'm telling you, these people aren't this. These. Even in the ghetto, they're not as bad as the activists. The activists, those idiots that call themselves leaders, and the idiots that give them a microphone. Sharpton and what's the other dude? Rainbow Coalition. Jackson. Reverend Jesse Jackson, that's his name. Biggest hucksters on the planet, and Sharpton learned it from him, just so you know. Yeah, I used to listen to Sharpton in the ghetto. He, uh, he, he was in my PAR. That's where he played around all the time. What is a PAR? Uh, it's a patrol area. They don't know what that means. Oh, I was a New, I was a New York City ghetto medic. I keep forgetting new people listening all the time. I was a New York City ghetto medic, and I mean paramedic, not EMT, for seven years total. I started as an EMT, and then I went to their academy, became. Uh, it was a great deal. They paid me full time to go to school, become a medic for nine months. It was great. Excellent, excellent education. You can't get this in college. There ain't no way. We got anatomy and physiology one and two taught by a professor from New York University. 
in six months. That's not six months, one month. Oh, it was, that's what it was, six weeks. I thought it was six weeks. The whole thing was allocated six weeks for a, a one-year course. This was, this was called the let's get rid of the week applicants because a lot of people don't make it through and that even physiology is too much. It was hard for me. I was drinking so much coffee, I was starting to get arrhythmias. Eight hours this guy would talk, and if he if he didn't remind him, he wouldn't take breaks. He would he would go right through lunch. He'd be talking for hours. Meanwhile, your head your head's like my brain it's saturated. The sponge cannot hold any more water. Uh, you just can't. You just can't. It's too much information coming at you all at once. But it took a lot of studying and a lot of work. But you know, you get through it. If but some guys that aren't as academic had. You know that's their that's where they cut them out. If you can't make it through anatomy and physiology, you've gone. Most people are gone right there. After that, that came round two. Right after that was, oh yeah, uh, pharmacology. We had to memorize everything about every drug we had to give. Everything we had to know contraindications. Yeah, they didn't have. They couldn't look it up. Like uh, oh, no, nurse, no, no, good look. We it have up. to look it up. We have a nursing uh, drug book, and you keep it with you. It's like attached to your hip, and if you don't have one of your own, the hospital has one. So you always just look it up. They didn't. They didn't have that luxury. They couldn't look it up. Not in school. I mean, I bought the. I'm the only one that had one. I looked stuff up all the time because I had a Merck manual and everything. I used to look up diseases I didn't know that popped up on my patients, and I'd study up on them. Uh, but you don't blame the black people. Blame the black people for what? <laughs> my injuries? No. My my disease? No. My time being there? No, I volunteered. No, worse. It was worse than I volunteered, honestly. I demanded I be sent to Harlem. Demanded. Because you're a racist And bastard. they said, well, we can't, we can't uh, guarantee that. And talking to them, I go, look, I don't, care what, I don't care what you say to everybody else out here. I know and you know that's bullshit. And he's a biker guy, uh, really. I mean, really biker guy, outlaw biker guy, uh, bad bad guy. And he was uh, also he was uh, a lineman on a football uh, college of farm teams. I can't remember. It, it was a it was a mean dude. <laughs> and he was your boss. He was an instructor at the yeah. academy. Uh, see, it goes to show you all times. I mean, he's an outlaw biker kind of guy, real tough. And he would I could tell he he would have no problems hurting somebody. Uh, but he did taught other people how to save lives. You never would have thought, you know. Meet the I met the president of the Hell's Angels. I had to look down. <laughs> he, he's about five foot two, skinny, like skinny, skinny, everything skinny. Long hair, glasses, meek, mild mannered. Looks like a dark. You flush the head down to tell us shoved in a locker all the time. I didn't do that stuff, but I, I saw other people doing it all the time. Uh, but that's what he looked like. I'm sure he was made fun of a lot, but he was really, really smart. And he took that knowledge to help the Hells Angels make lots and lots of money with less illegal overhead to worry about. You know, start diversify funds, investments, into legal ventures, stuff like that. And yeah, he was, he's holding this little kid. His, and heck, his little kid was about half as big as him, to tell you the truth. And uh, yeah, he came up to talk to him, wanted me to join, and I was like, "No, nah, I can't do that." <laughs> I'm a law and order kind of guy. I, it just doesn't it doesn't flush with me. I can I look like a biker, I act like a biker. I am a biker. I was, uh, 
and that's why they all do it. They all want me to join. But I one, I don't like joining things. Two, I don't like people telling me what to do. And, and three, three, you have a moral call. I can't do. I, I can't do bad things to people. You're lawful good. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get geeky. Lawful good. I, it's just my nature. I, I tend towards law, not anarchy. And other people tend more towards anarchy than law. It, we're all, we're all have our strengths and weaknesses, but I, I'm like set in stone. It's just, there's no, there's just no getting around it. I, I am who I am and I'm Popeye the sailor, man. <laughs> don't make me eat my spinach. Cause he you'll hates, be sorry. You, you ever hear that thing about the Hulk? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> Honest to God, you can ask Susan. Nobody wants to see me angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Least of all, someone I'm about to pummel. Uh, okay, last one. And we're not going to get to the jury, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, rambling on about nothing but as usual. we will, next show, start with the jury because this is really important. It's going to be coming up more and more. Yes, jury nullification just happened. I heard it on the news. So it's important to bring up, and we will. All right, this is Military Religious Freedom no. Foundation for World Net Daily. But what is it? Dumbass. <laughs> no, see, you put it at the end. No, I put it in the beginning. I know, it doesn't work. It's got to be Military Religious Freedom Foundation from WorldNet Daily. Dumbasses. Yeah, but you're saying WorldNet Daily is a dumbass. From WorldNet Daily. No. Military Religious Freedom Foundation from WorldNet Daily. Dumbass. Or don't put WorldNet Daily there. Put it where you're supposed to. In a separate line. And then I say it, it's not part of the same sentence, see? If you just do that... No, it's Military Religious Freedom Foundation, dumbass. See that? You got to punctuate at the end, not the beginning. If I do dumbass, it's it's like I've been doing. It's just it it's a letdown. It's just, I don't think so, but okay. it needs to whatever end on it, not begin with it. You know, it's just it's my show. Just do it. All right, for World Ed Daily, I know it's our show, but still, I got to talk. Civil Liberties Group is demanding a two-star Air Force general be court-martialed for mentioning God at a national day of prayer. Test Force speech on May 7th. Did you... Did, everything in there is anathema to the left. Well, I thought you would like it because you were, you're an Air Force veteran and they're going after the Air Force now. They're, they're doing the Army at the same time, but now they're going after Air the Air Force. Air Force is unconstitutional. I know. Anyway, so it, you know it what technically I love? doesn't exist. You know, all of these left wing prog groups have the word freedom in there. Oh, yeah, no. Freedom from religion. But No th such thing in the Constitution. Yeah, but they're not for freedom. They're not allowing no. anybody else to have freedom. Freedom from, I said. Freedom <laughs> I from. I know, but this one's they freedom. They consider that freedom. I said, there's nowhere in the Constitution where you're freedom from anything. It's, freedom's freedom. It's a freedom from. And, and religion is a right. It's even codified. In the Bill of Rights, for goodness sakes, unnecessarily, may I add. And yet, even with the extra protection that everyone says is so wonderful, because we need to we need to have a convention of the states. Yeah, nothing could go wrong there. No, there can't be runaway elections. We send those people there. Really? We sent those people to Washington. You're going to send those people there? No, it's going to be different people. Oh, but the same people are going to pick the people. Yes. Ah! Dumbass. Two. There's... It could never happen. There could never be a runaway convention. It's an article, it's article 5 convention to say it can't be runaway. I guess it can. They said, he should know this. 
the states sent delegates to Philadelphia in 1787 to fix the Articles of Confederation, which were broken. And I know there's a whole movement to take us back there, and they hate to hear that because they, they, they're trying to call me a liar. All you have to do is study your own history. I don't have to tell you anything. You want to call me a liar, you go prove it. Don't just call me names in your head and walk away. That's the way you stay a doofus the rest of your life. You got you, you think somebody something that they're not, they're saying something different and you that you believe? Look it up. Educate yourself. Make sure you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I can tell you my track record is ninety five percent and I'm being generous with the negative part. I'm almost never wrong. But I am. I'm human. I'm wrong. But but how about this stuff? Almost never wrong. Anyway, um, yeah, this such a thing is freedom from religion. It's the First Amendment says the opposite of that. Free exercise thereof. Free exercise of religion. That's a promise. Free wherever I want to, however I want to. Uh, they don't see it that way. I you know I don't mind people being ungodly and upleaving god but i really can't stand anybody that tries to make a war on god i take that personally actually and all you left-wing lunatics are going to lose and you're going to lose badly and it might not be till after you're dead but you're gonna be sorry i promise you this learn to hedge your bets learn to be a gambler don't gamble, there is no God. If you're going to gamble, gamble there is. It's more likely that it is than there isn't. So I don't really see the downside other than there can't be a God. See, that that's that's not a, an opinion. Uh, that's a mission. I, I don't believe God exists. Okay, that's an opinion. But I don't want you to ever say God in public or we're going to throw you in jail. I'll give you a fine. And you know, don't think I'm being crazy. They have tried numerous times, especially Adwad Kennedy, to get hate speech legislation in this country. If we have hate speech legislation in this country, I'm off the air. You get the stupid fairness doctrine, I'm off the air. Or maybe I'll just teach Susan how to act like she's the opposite. And we do a whole fake show that way. <laughs> she just takes the same stupid talking points the idiots from the left do, which is why nobody listens to them, why they don't have radio shows. Now the stupid conservatives are bringing them into their radio shows. We don't want to hear them on their radio shows, and I don't want to hear them on your radio show either. I don't want to hear from them at all. They don't have any points. They have no real facts. They have no substance. All it is is rhetoric. Sorry, our our freedoms and liberties is more than a bunch of rhetoric. And these people, some of them, that label themselves and listen to the stuff from people from that side would not be this way if they bothered to educate themselves. If you're going to have an opinion, you're going to tell other people how to live and how they're wrong, don't you... Don't you at least, don't you, you first educated yourself completely on the subject? 
I don't care how it feels to you. I don't care. That should be. I don't care. That's the way it ought to be. I can tell you 10,000 different words I've heard from progs that don't matter. There's what is. Is. Yeah, well. What should be. Should be. And all the crap you're doing shouldn't be. Well, and that's what we could say to them, too. Well, guess what? We should be under the Constitution. We should have state rights. The federal government should be out of our lives. Well, we say that all the time, but that's truth. It's not a lie. I they didn't made up stuff. It's not feely stuff. I studied the Constitution. I studied American history. I did a whole project on American history on the founding of this country. Three and a half years. Lots of people have gone through it. You want to talk? You think you've you've gone through nothing like it. And if we could get together and do it again, it'd be even better. And I would, but I can't because Loki's dead. So that's it. Band's not all here. So it stands as is, and there won't be any new ones. But I, every week, regular people, a lot of them are downloading from PatriotsPub.us. Are you one of them? PatriotsPub.us. You go through... That podcast, from episode one all the way through to the end, you will be astronomically better educated than everybody else you encounter. And there's you will know hard facts about the Constitution. Not, well, the Supreme Court Justice in 1940... I don't care who... Do people realize that Supreme Court justices come and go, and they sit here and they make law when they're not supposed to make law? The Supreme Court's actually supposed to do little of nothing. Only was directly listed in Article 3, Section 2, and it has no other jurisdiction. And that you can read it, but people can spin it to you and make you think it says something else. However, if you go through PatriotsPub.us, you will know what they said about it, what they decided about it, and that's that. There's no discussion. That's a fact. Don't you want the facts about the Constitution, finally? Don't you want to not have to sit around and try and read the words? And It's kind of not that easy to understand. In some places, uh, in fact, there's two or three of them that do embedded double negatives that confuses the hell out of everybody, uh, including myself for quite a while. PatriotsPub.us. From episode one, please. The whole point is to put it in context. We start in 1763. I chose the date. For a very important reason. You will realize after you go through it exactly why I did what I did. Because you will, I, you'll never, you, you've never had this experience before. It's not a professor telling you about stuff writing on a chalkboard. We're reading the debates, the notes from the debates of the Constitutional Convention. You get to hear in their own words what they wanted, what they didn't want, why this lost the debate, why that lost the debate, because they're all very good, learned people and they all wanted the same thing. But they were all scared of everybody else. It was like every state was of the. It was like a different country, and it, and it was this thing. It, it just didn't work together. That's why the Articles of Confederation didn't work, because everything required one hundred percent agreement. First of all, you're never going to have one hundred percent agreement on most of anything. So I mean that itself is stupid. But the national government had zero power, not even to make trade deals. And they couldn't. We became a laughing stock in Europe. And I'm not making it up. They were laughing at us. 
And that's why they they sent delegates to the convention. All the states sent delegates. And the lie that it was behind closed doors and, oh, the evil machinations, and they were only sent there to fix the Articles of Confederation, not change the whole government. Well, if you change the Articles of Confederation, do you not change the whole government? I believe you do. And it wasn't until about halfway through where they realized they were forming a whole new type of government. But to fix the Articles of Confederation, you had to. Because the whole point was to give the national government more power so it could do its job, which it can't do right now, and but don't give them too much power. Now, the only one that had a problem with this was New York. It pulled its delegates because it said, it, it told them they weren't authorized to do anything but amend the Articles of Confederation. And so they were recalled. Alexander Hamilton stayed out of spite. Yeah, he sat there in the back and he audited the class, except behind the scenes he was manipulating people, involved in committees. Brian, you know, you talk, it's Sunday. He poisoned our constitution. I'm telling you right now, everything okay. he touched, he poisoned. Now, and you brought this up with the evil, all right? And it's Sunday, and you have your reverend hat on. He's a, um interfaith minister. Yes, he really is. That just goes to show what exactly what you were talking about, Islam going, the devil going against God by creating Islam because of the Jewish people. Well, we were creating something that was good and godly, the devil couldn't stand for that. Oh, he never stopped. He had to. He, it, shit, whatever you call it. It doesn't <laughs> stop. It had to. It had to interfere with it's the It's its most. nature. Yep. Satan could never change it. Once, uh, once an angel makes a decision like that, it it doesn't have the ability to change. Th that becomes their nature for eternity. So all the fallen angels were fallen forever. There's no redemption for them. At least none that I know of. God, of course, could do whatever he likes, and he may have a plan for them. I don't know. But again, as now we are at this point, because we can look back at history and where we are now and see that absolutely Satan had to have a little tiny black dot. Satan has everything. It is in everything. But it's like yin and yang. It's good. It's a balance of good and evil. It's when it goes out of balance and things go wrong. It There can be no 100% good 100 percent evil it's it's just not natural okay but now i mean it's natural more... in a state i mean lucifer is absolutely evil but he's he's not a corporal being but now our country is more evil than good because yes because people because we've become a government of people instead of a government of laws when you have government of people you lose every time democracy you're told we don't have a democracy we have democratically elected representative republic is what we have. Well, no, what we had. We don't have that anymore. But that's what we had, just to be clear, and what we need to get back to. Uh, we didn't, No, not 1950. We need to go back to 1789, for goodness sakes, as, and get rid of Alexander Hamilton. But uh, anyway, uh, this is your cooperative radio show. we got to go. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the end. Uh it's your cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.